Hello everyone, welcome back to the producers. This was a big get for me. This was uh this is Ryan Clatterbuck, actual performer, member of one of the house teams at the Coalition Theater where I am studying improv. Wow. Um not only is he uh I'll say it someone of uh prominence at the theater, but he is just a a very delightful person, just a wonderful, 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 wonderful man. I can't butter his bread enough. I couldn't butter his bread enough in the episode, uh, and I'm just so grateful that he sat down and and was open and was just so into it and just oh, just fell right into it. Uh, he was great, um, just wonderful. Uh, plugs, 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 plugs. Uh, at RVA Comedy on Instagram, at RVA Comedy on Twitter, RVAComedy.com, something on Facebook to that degree. Uh, that's the coalition. That's we talk a lot about the, how great the coalition is. It's just a wonderful place. Uh, plugs for the shows: <clears throat> Tuesday, September fifth at eight o'clock, my class showcase. Um, we're going on the we're, we're the opener. Um, if you're if you live in Richmond or you'll be in the area, come check it out. Uh, we should be getting a MP4. So uh, if you want to see it, <laughs> send an email to producerscast@gmail.com or check us out at uh, www.producerscast.com. It's our website and our Gmail. I would love to hear from anyone listening. Also, Ryan, uh, Ryan's show, class showcase is on Wednesday, September 6th at 8 o'clock. So go and check his stuff out, but mostly check out mine. But check out his because he's, he's a cool person and uh, he's a great teacher. Um, social media plugs. They'll be in the description. They're basically, I'm Ryan Clatterbuck, but his Twitter... It's too many letters for his Twitter, um, you know. So the buck had to kind of cut out some letters, which is fine. But I'm not going to try and talk about that. Um, but his Instagram and his Twitter are I'm Ryan Clatterbuck, and that's really it for plugs. Um, I'm doing this intro a little in advance, so if anything's happened in the the week leading up to it, I won't get to it on this intro. I don't want to get behind on editing, and uh, Tom's been great. Uh, I plugged them last episode. Tom, Jake, Tori, all wonderful people. Thank you so much for helping me with the show. This means a lot to me. It's a it's a wonderful thing that I get to do, and you guys make it really easy for me to to really indulge, and I'm very grateful. Um, I think that's it. I think there are nothing else, no, no other housekeeping. That's the show. That's the the plugs. Go give some love to all these wonderful people. Um, oh yeah, and we're at Producers Cast on Twitter. Boom. We post a lot. We don't, but we post for the new shows. Okay. This intro is winding down. Check it out. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode. And thank you so much for listening. I know y'all miss the bounce. Need to bounce for sex, you know? Sex, 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 s
pretty boy point scene here. You're so sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna hold you for two hours. <laughs> Can he be on uh, all furniture and stuff? Yeah, yeah, he's good. I obviously give him too much freedom. There you go. Nice try. Nice try on that escape. <laughs> nice try. Yep, I am wearing black. And you wore orange. I'm wearing orange. Go to him, he's ready. Look at that. Come here. Look at this. <laughs> oh, but at least he's sweet. At least you're sweet. Oh, look at you. Pod, pod, this is the new podcast. This is how you podcast. <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little setup. I uh, figured I'd take it seriously. Yeah, this is very intentional. Yeah, I had a first. At first, I had just the little mic stands that come with the mics, but then I did a little table. And then I was like, let's set it up so I can just welcome people comfortably into my home. Nice. Has a little more of the relaxation factor. Pretty boy Floyd. Oh, he likes you. Hello. You're so sweet. I never thought I was going to be a cat person. You you are a cat person? So I'm not like, I'm not, I don't have any animals because I barely take care of myself. Yeah. So. But, but But you do like cats. I do. Well, I like sweet. I like cats that are sweet. Like of course. This, I mean, dogs like this, and cats that are sweet. Yeah, this cat is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's so amazing. Uh, I found him. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Yeah. Like, like feral or? Yeah, just feral. I was outside of my parents' house. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I was playing sports with my siblings, and this little girl comes walking up, and he's just following in tow. And he's like, "Is this your cat?" And I was like, "No, no, no, it's not." Seven hours later, I'm leaving my parents' house, and he walks up, and I'm like, oh, you look hungry, so you give him a can of cat food, he eats the whole thing, and I'm like, you're mine, because he's just so sweet. He's never, he's, his, his sweetness has never gone away. That's good. He's consistent. That's good. Yeah, he's, he's the best. Oh, but man, he is just... Yeah, that's fine. Hey, I'm glad you didn't get out. <laughs> and get you know free because he wouldn't have liked freedom. You don't understand freedom. No, he he doesn't. The the one time he he, he, he gets it all the time. Everyone lets him out on accident because he's quick. He didn't you know I didn't even think to warn you, but like the one time he did get out recently and he was out for hours. He uh, I was doing laundry and I was like walking back and forth between the laundromat and as I was walking back one time I hear this sad meow from the porch. And it's just him covered in cobwebs. And he's just so miserable. <laughs> he like really like beat me up the stairs. <laughs> he's actually never he's never been allowed in when I'm, when I'm doing the podcast. Oh really? Yeah, because he makes noise and he walks on the table, and you can hear like every kind of little little thing. I don't know. I might have I might have changed the mic settings enough to the point where it doesn't really have an effect. But, but yeah, he's Molly. Molly loved him. She's a cat person too. It's Molly. She's one, oh, sorry. She's um, she was the girl who was sitting next to us at the show on Friday. Oh, okay. She's a she's a student too. Oh, awesome. Uh, I've mostly interviewed students. I've interviewed four students. I gotcha. Interviewed sounds like this. I've sat down and had a good time with four students. Are you recording right now? Yep. Yeah, this is it. Uh, this is the show. Look at you. You got your smart water. I see. I figured. I was like, I bet he's already recording. Yep. He's just and like, <laughs> I'm just gonna hit play and see what happens. I recorded. I recorded from the phone call. I hit record. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we'd go on a excursion. That's. Hilarious. Um, so the headphones were kind of weird. Um, in, in any real podcast, you could hear my voice and your voice in the headphones, but I've only got it to where you can hear your own voice. Okay. So optional to wear 
I will wear them. I only wear them if the guest wears them because it feels like a nice kind of thing. So you don't have to wear them, and we can just get rid of them. Okay. Do you? Do they help with anything in particular? Just you hearing your own voice. Oh, see, that's weird. And they and make I don't. We we'll we'll continue. No, I, I just, I've always, so I've, like, I, uh, my mom bought me a USB microphone. I play some music, uh, and I got a USB microphone one year for Christmas. And um, when you, uh, you know, you, when you're doing, like, recording stuff like this, uh, and you put your your headphones on, you can hear your, like, you can hear the, the like, I want to call it, like, a talk back. I'm not really sure what the the professional yeah. term is, right. but you can like hear yourself coming through your own uh, headphones. And it always weirded me out because I, my voice to me uh, sounds very different than it does to you. And I know that I know that's just like science or life or whatever you want to say about it. And also the worst when you figure out, Oh, my voice doesn't sound cool. It sounds like that. Yeah. The answering machine. Right. And it's like, uh, I feel like I sound dotier. <laughs> <laughs> like to, to other people, I, I like, a like voice, more so. of a cartoon character <laughs> or something. Um, thank you for this water. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really, really hoping to get a smart water sponsorship. That's all I, that's all I, that's all you guests. want. Oh, uh, <laughs> smart water. It is that much smarter. There yeah. you go. Hopefully that I, I don't have anything clever. I'm not, you're not, I'm not a funny person. I'm not a clever person. Um, got the clutter books of approval. That's right. Uh, thank you. Smart water for being here with us this morning. This is wonderful. Oh man, you just, you just broke the fourth wall a little bit. You just kind of gave us, gave away when I do my recordings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're wait you are you say I'm not a funny person. You are a hilarious mm. person. You are, you are you're a big get for me. Like this is oh well, thank you. This is great. You yeah. Um, for those who don't know, this is Ryan Clatterbuck. He is a part Hi. of the house team at the coalition. I plugged the coalition at the beginning of the show, so don't worry about that. Cool. Um, what does it mean to be a part of the house team? Uh, so there are five house teams. Um, and I play on one. Uh, called Ambassador, and I I am an alternate, or have been an alternate on another called uh, Big Bosses, um, and uh, I guess all that means is I went through the audition process uh, when they, because they hold auditions, but it's there's no like formula or rhyme or reason as to when. It's just kind of like it happens when it happens. Um, but I kind of uh, showed up during an audition season and 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 had a. A really nice audition, and the rest is kind of history. Um, uh, before that, I hadn't been doing any theater work or uh, improv work or anything for for several years, so I was on like a little hiatus from performance, and then um, essentially used the audition as an excuse to pull myself out of like a weird slump Ooh, I was in. That's that's good. That's kind of um, that's actually what I did the show for. Yeah. Um, have you? Did you get a chance to listen to any of it? I know you're so busy. I <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> He's not, he is he is so busy. This is really hard to get here, him here. Uh, I'm not that busy. Jonathan is very kind. Uh, I'm disorganized. That's the, the <laughs> so there's a bit there's a difference between being busy and being disorganized. And I think yes, I think I am um, a little bit busy. I work I work three jobs. So I work for the coalition. Uh, I work for an organization called Spark which is the School of the Performing Arts in the Richmond Community, and they do integrated uh, performing arts classes, which means um, 
children that are normally developing and children that have developmental disabilities perform together and learn together. Uh, so that's very cool. And those are both part-time. And then uh, my full-time job, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4 o'clock, is uh, I work at the Faison Center for Autism. So I stay busy with work, I guess. Wow, that is... First of all, that is a lot of work. Second of all, all of those things are wonderful things that just kind of speak to the delight of a person that you totally are. Oh, stop it. This, I, he's, <laughs> he's... I am a bread butterer. I know. He's out of control right now. You should see the smile just, on his face. I just... I just... The first time I ever saw you, I was at the KGB when they did the Spanish one. <laughs> that was the first time I ever went to the Coalition. Which, which Spanish one? I only went to one of them. The, it was the one when Patrick was on stage. If you Patrick. Oh, Patrick Gaskill. Okay. Yeah. He, he, was, he was one of the performers. Yeah, I think that was the, the first boys. Spanish one. Yeah, the Hot Boys. Yeah, the Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Los Hot Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and so you were uh, you were Happy Times Man. Yes. And it, I, first of all, you and Punish Man are like... You couldn't have picked two better people to do those two roles. Oh, uh, that's that's very kind of you. You are just you are. It's so it's it was so funny and so, um, you just you look like a happy person and you look like <laughs> just full of joy, especially playing that character. And then, uh, the next time I like got like had an interaction with you was when I was asking if I could use the room downstairs, it's and you true. were just so polite. And then, it's so weird to. First of all, to have a podcast and say, I have a podcast, I don't even call it say, I have a show, because it just seems kind of, for me, it seems a little pretentious, and I just don't want to, like, come off as anything. But it's your thing. It's, it's my fine. thing. That's so, fine. And then I was like, I, I, I found a way to ask you if you wanted to do it, and you were just like, yeah, let's do it. You just were, again, exuding this joy, and that's something that I really subs- uh, subscribe to in my life, like, and I just, I'm so attracted to, like, people who do that, and it just makes, it makes my life better. Yeah. And so... These these jobs that you have working with um, children or people who just need help, like you're doing these wonderful things. I just want to say that that's incredible, and I really I want to get into them, but I also kind of want to stay on the topic of of improv. course, of course, yeah. No, we we are here to talk about improv. If we want to talk about my jobs, we'll do it some other time. Um, don't you worry. on a different we'll get, podcast? We'll get, into, we'll get into all about you. Um, no, it's it's. It's great, um, and I, I I really appreciate that. That's super super kind. Um, I've been on like a track of like helping people most of my life, uh, and I found that I, I get to do a lot of that in improv. Um, I teach the intro level course at Coalition. I, I think I'm this is my seventh semester teaching one hundred and one. Um, or when I say semester, it's like my seventh session. It's like my seventh group of students right so now. You're about two and a half years. Uh, just a just over a year and a half. Oh, really? But I've I did a like I've been been um, kind of going at it pretty hard since I started. Like every time, uh, Patrick Gantz is the director of education at the uh, Coalition Theater, and he is a fantastic, fantastic guy, and has a, a lovely family, and is just like just phenomenal. And he uh, um. He's he offered me the opportunity, you know, uh, just like a, a year, a year and a half after I came on board. I, I guess I started like, you know, I kind of dove into it hard when I first um, got into the theater and um, spent about a year or um, half a year TAing and doing the teacher's assistant position and learning that and staying really psyched and positive. And then you know, shortly thereafter, was offered the opportunity to teach a one on one. And uh, that's been 
I mean, it's arguably my favorite thing to do, like, period. Teaching the 101? Teaching 101, absolutely. Teaching intro to improv. Um, Because more often than not, you have just a room full of people that have never been exposed to this thing Mm -hmm. before. Uh, And it's not even so much the improv, um, like, teaching the art form that I love. It's, like, teaching people how to be kind, because that's essentially what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. In 101, like, you teach people to be uh, agreeable and accepting and supporting. Um, And those things are all, like, super big things, like, just in life, just, like, to help you be a a good person. And um, I think sharing that and, like, teaching people to encourage other people and and, uh, just, like, be positive, live positively, or, like, in those moments in class, stay positive. Um, I don't know. That's really, it's been cool. That, those are kind of things that in my life I've really put a focus on. I don't, I don't really know where I learned them, but like, yeah, being, being those things, it, it only helps other people and it only like just makes things better when there's someone in the group who's going to do that. And, you know, the, in, the coalition really kind of preaches that, that I've got your back mentality. Yeah. And it's just like, to me that I... I just bought in immediately, and I'm just so, I, I've, uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of, just to give you kind of a, a background, I went through this breakup, the beginning of the... The fucking worst. Like, it was the it, fucking it was, worst. And this one was, like, super bad, like, like... How long how were you together? We were together for six months, and it was, like, really passionate, and, like, this thing, and then... And how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, I'm on 25. air? 20, 25, oh, okay. How old are you? Yeah, 29. 29. Not, not much older, but a little bit older. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we were just, it was like a really committed relationship. Yeah. And it just, from about, for, it just c- collapsed in on itself. Sure. A lot of pressure, a lot of all these things. And I kind of realized, through talking to people and kind of through going through self-exploration, like, I was just not doing things for me. I was I was really trying to find myself in a relationship. Sure. I was I was instead of having me written on my chest and putting on a couple shirt every now and then, like I'm in a relationship shirt. It was I was writing I'm in a relationship and putting on a me shirt very rarely. Sure. That's the analogy that I came up with. And so I was talking to a friend of mine, Tori. He gets he literally gets a shout out every episode because I think I have to tell the story. Every Tori. Episode. Tori. Woo. <laughs> Uh, and he said, you know, you're young enough to where you can mess up. Just do all the things you want to do. Like, stop putting things off. And I realized I wanted to do stand-up. I wanted to do music. I wanted to do improv. I wanted to do a podcast. Like, me and my friends did one, and it took a long time because of editing and stuff like that. I just, I want to be creative. I want to do all these fun and um, incredible things. And then it just kind of changed this big, huge, like, monumental change in my whole life. Just, like, everything changed and, like... I found the coalition and I found improv and it's just, I am so excited to go to every single class and like I go to as many shows as possible and I just like want to be immersed in that world. And so cool. the coalition has actually been a really huge part of like doing the changes. Cause like playing music is like, it's fun, but it's kind of a thing I have to do on my own until I find people and doing stand up Like I'm trying to write jokes and it's going okay, but it's again, it's a solo thing. So having, going to a place, meeting with people, meeting people who are like-minded and like connecting and like that is to me is the most fun thing. That's why I was like hanging out with Matthew and like, cause it's like, he's an awesome person. Like he did the show we did for three hours. Cause it was just like, it was so much fun and it was just so easy. And it was like, I found people 
in Richmond, because I'm new here. I've lived here for a year. Yeah, welcome. Oh, thank you. I found <laughs> I found people who can who are like me, and I can have fun with, and we can joke around, and like that's like I said, this has been a huge a huge thing for me, and I'm just the coalition has been really great about that. So to tie it back, positive, being positive, showing up to the coalition, being positive, and yes, Andy, and all that like has benefited me a lot. And yeah. It's like also kind of made me kind of realize the way that I think is not necessarily correct, but just like. It's a good way. It's a good thing. Absolutely. It's a good thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny because your story is like not totally. Yeah, I mean, it's not totally different than mine at all, right? Like, uh, I've often done the same thing where I'm just like constantly searching for someone to make me feel whole, mm-hmm. uh, to be part of a relationship, and to like make like let that define me instead of letting me define me and like me do all this cool stuff whether it's improv or music i also play music oh i've written down right music we're getting i'm so Uh, excited to get into everything but but these things like you know like like pining for and searching for and making that your mission like the relationship your mission um it is uh, it, it's never going to benefit you the way mm-hmm. you think it might. It'll never make you whole the way you think it might. And I and I've had to wrestle with that a whole lot because I have uh, a lot of like um, personal like skeletons and whatnot tied up with that stuff. Uh, I'm a product of a, a divorced family. Um, my dad's like a detached uh, alcoholic. Sorry, Dad, if you hear this, <laughs> I love you so much. Uh, and my mom, uh, who is also they're they're both my parents are just amazing people because they've done nothing but support me um my mom is just like a like a kind of a narcissist and like very self-absorbed but in like a very loving like way it's just like that they can't and they can't help who they are right like they they are products of their parents like i am products of my parents i have just chosen as an adult and someone who kind of understands this stuff to like step outside and take a different perspective and say, okay, well, I don't have to uh, be these people. I don't have to become them or, or, um, become some kind of like messed up product of that dysfunctional family system. I can become whoever I want to be based on how I let these experiences shape me. Um, I can't tell you how much that resonates with me. Sure. Because my biological father was an alcoholic. And I actually struggled with, I didn't drink until like a couple months ago because I was afraid of becoming a product I stepped out. And then after intense therapy, like, not intense, after therapy. The therapy. Therapy's I'm, great. Therapy is great. And yeah, so, um, yeah, I can totally relate to parental, parental experiences. That's kind of, first of all, relationships are something I'm so interested in talking about. Because I, I was, of the past 10 years, I've been in a relationship for at least seven or eight of them. Sure. And so, like... What you said is, like, you can't. And I'm kind of, after this past relationship, I'm like, I just put everything into somebody and it didn't work. So, like, change it up. Build myself. Yeah. And it was honestly listening to the Pete Holmes podcast, which is, this is one of the reasons that was big and inspiring for me to do this, was, like, there's so many episodes that he just covers and talks about these things. And that's, like, a like-minded person. Yeah. Kind of like that. And he's, like, in one of the episodes, it was just, one of the messages was, like, just ball out and people will take notice. Just do your thing. Make something that people will, ooh, look at that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You take take care of yourself first. Do yourself first. I mean, people people tell you that um, 
you know, that the cliche that love finds you when you're like least expecting it mm-hmm. or when you're like, to- when you're totally wrapped up in yourself, someone's just going to notice how great you are because you're doing your own thing. And that's kind of how I fell into my first um, serious relationship. And I've only had like two of them, maybe three two serious relationships. Yeah. Like two, two point, I'll say 2.5 because this last one that I had, uh, I was very interested in and she was n- seemingly not, and that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I've had uh, there, like two, two longer term relationships and one little short stinty one where I was I'll I'll really... be talking with the two longer ones. Uh, the first one was like three and a half years. Whoa. Um, and that was like on again, off again. It was my, that was my first, my first girlfriend. Well, about what age? Uh, I was 18, 19. Okay. Okay. Just out of high school going into college. We, we met, I think either my first or second semester at community college, community college. Shout out to, shout out to JTCC, <laughs> John Tyler. Uh, love it. Love it. Love community college. I had no idea what I was going to do after high mm-hmm. school. I just knew that the rhythm or like the the path for most people was like finish high school, go to college, and I didn't apply to a single one Same. out of high school. Same. I was just like, uh, I, and I don't know why because I probably I could have gotten into a couple schools. Not let's let's clarify. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't going to tech. Mm-hmm. I likely wasn't going to JMU because my even though my parents graduated from there, they don't send them any money, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't like I wasn't going to go to UVA or William and Mary anywhere like that. I could have gone to state schools like VCU. I probably could have gotten into Radford. I probably got could have gotten into off the bat, maybe George Mason, something like that. Smaller schools, Longwood, Mary Washington. I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? Right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. I didn't apply anywhere. I high school for me was like a very social thing and i that's kind of what i like what i got out of it was like making friends meeting people being sociable dealing with like uh what do you call it like uh i i was i was the uh the go-to guy to like problem solve and fix things so i was like the the man with the resolution um coming soon to the theater near you that's right oh that's my one man show <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not gonna do that you could do maybe that. maybe eventually. So high school, yeah, I can I can. Man, you're you're singing my song for the most part. We're like the same person. You didn't know it yet, uh, but do I, I could. Do I get the beard when I turn twenty nine? Do when you turn twenty nine? I've had this since I was like twenty three or twenty four. You lower that a couple years to make me feel bad. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, no, I just like. First of all, it looks crazy right now because mm-mm, I mm-mm. recently was on a. I was just like, I'm on a warpath and I'm not shaving this thing for. I don't know how long. Basically, until someone tells me it's not reasonable anymore is when I'll start to, like, really tri- uh, trim and so shape good. it. so good. I can't grow, man. This is it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I'm just going to let it grow. I don't care. Uh, whatever. Um, what were we talking about before the we're talking about We're talking about high school. High school. I applied to college. Uh, yeah, I didn't apply. I didn't apply anymore. I didn't apply so I just, either. I just, yeah, I, oh I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to community college. I just, community college. I resigned to that. Like, I resigned myself to that, and I don't, I, and I, I think part of that was, like, I didn't really talk to, like, my parents didn't stay, like, very involved in, like, pushing me to apply other places. Uh, you're telling my story. Yeah. Well, we're the, I told you, we're the same person. We're, like, the same person, you just had no idea. I'm, I'm you, this in four burn. years. That's right. I'm going to come back to kill you. Uh, 
So this is just you flirting with the getting really close to me. That's right. Well, that's that's Looper, right? Like uh, I never saw it. Uh, but I know oh, Bruce Willis, like oh, he, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. he comes. Yeah, I, I, Joseph I, Gordon-Levitt. You know, they're like they're the same person. It's fine. <laughs> One of them has to die or something. I actually, I have tried to watch that movie like three or four times, and I fall asleep every time. Uh, I also have a really bad habit of starting movies like really late at night or when I'm like already exhausted, so it's inevitable. It's never a good idea. And I can fall asleep in any position. What really? Fun fact: I could sleep right now. Please don't. But that'd be, <laughs> be groundbreaking. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not tired, so I won't sleep right now. You know, I just woke up. Uh, you but fall, could you fall asleep was, upside down? I. I don't know. I've never tried. We'd have to strap me into something. And that's like, that's also not safe, right? Because no, like, the blood rushes yeah. to your head and then no. you probably die. Yeah. And your brain swells and explodes, I think. Or would you fall asleep? I'd flip you over. Well, that was, that'd, be, that'd be thoughtful. Yeah. I don't think I'd fall asleep for something and just pass out. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Who's to say? I fall asleep very easily. Um, one of my. And I'm actually coaching his team later today. One of my friends, Josh Wright, who's a student at the Coalition, who's now finished all four classes. Congrats to Josh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, well, yay, Josh. <laughs> yeah. You're, he's awesome. Josh, you're awesome. If you're out there listening, you're great. Uh, I like you a lot. Um, he's super cool. Uh, what was I going to say about him? Crap. You were talking about falling asleep. Oh, yeah. Great story. See, I lose. Mm. There's just, like, so much happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got it. So Josh and I are buddies. Um, I dated a friend of his. That was my second serious relationship for just over a year. Uh, and she's awesome. Um, but uh, we used to go hang out with Josh at his house. And we would be hanging out. And it would be like any time after like 1130. And I would probably just like, I would just like be like, I'm so tired. And I like crawl over to like this empty space on his floor and just <laughs> fall asleep on the floor i'd be out for like 45 minutes maybe an hour and then inevitably one of them would wake me up and be like it's time to go <laughs> yeah just like this was that's my life just that, like that, falling must, that asleep. must be a skill i acquire over the next few years is falling asleep anywhere falling asleep Can't around people uh don't worry you will eventually get there i don't know if it's a i don't know if it's a health thing maybe it's a health thing <laughs> it, it, like in all likelihood it probably is it's like Maybe I'm diabetic and don't know him. I don't know. <laughs> That's so sad. I, um, <clears throat> I'm the kind of person who, if I start a movie too late, I'll stay up and do myself a disservice of not getting sleep to finish the movie. I have to finish movies. I Sometimes I'm like that, right? Like Rogue One just came out on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix. We're going to get you a sponsorship is what we're going to do. <laughs> That's the goal, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, we're just going to drop. I'm just going to keep dropping things until <laughs> someone sends you mail. Um... <laughs> Uh, Rogue One came out on Netflix, and I was like, what? What? Like, why is this, like, straight to Netflix? I never As, heard that. Not straight to Netflix, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's, like, came out in December, and now it's already on Netflix, and that's pretty that's pretty cool. I've never seen a Star Wars movie on Netflix, so uh, I saw that, and I was like, well, I'm not going to not watch this right now. So then I fought sleep for, like, two and a half hours to, like, watch this movie, but I started it at, like, one o'clock in the morning. Oh no! <laughs> so I was up until three thirty, four ish. Um, I don't. I, f- I think I fell asleep like at different parts. So I, you know. <laughs> so you got to watch it again. Yeah, I have to watch it. It'll again. be fall asleep during different parts. So yep, I'll, I'll be able to piece it together after three, <laughs> or, you know, several viewings. I'll just be piecing this movie together. 
<laughs> yeah, that's classic me. So your first serious relationship lasted through college. Uh, so not all the way through. Um, Most of college. But uh, college Did you do like, four years of college? Right. Well, that's a tricky question. You didn't. Because I've done, like, lots of years of college. Uh, I, 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 to, did five. I did five years. To no avail, right? So I, like... Did you graduate? No. You're uh, pretty close? Yes. Oh, I have, like, 100 or 90... I have, like, 92 college credits. And you need the 120 to graduate most mm-hmm. four-year colleges. So, so you need to do another year. I'm like, yeah, I'm a year shy, uh, but I don't, like, all my credits are kind of scattered. And, like, making them plug into a degree is, like, super frustrating. The college system is, like, kind of a joke. Yep. Um, I have a lot of, I have, I have like, systems in it. Like, I like to buck the system. Uh, you do. I, I hmm. don't, I'm not a big, I'm not big on systems or, like, especially, like, you know, like the government's super inefficient. Colleges are super inefficient. Hell like care. hell, yeah. All these like major systems that are designed to like be like these wonderful things are just like giant machines, and we're all just like tiny little cogs in them. Uh, and they don't like they like kind of benefit people, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I like to buck the system. I, I want to like make these things better. Sure. And improve them. You know, problem solver. If I, I, I'd like to think so <laughs> to some degree. Uh, you know, if I could, you know, I'd, I'd rework how colleges work for people because the idea of, the idea of higher ed to me is like you go to find yourself and you explore the things you want to explore, whatever that means, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get to learn and do whatever you want. Um, and the idea that there are like certain like I understand certain parameters like obtaining a certain number of credits sure. and maintaining a certain GPA like I get that yep. but for anybody to tell you like you can't take that class uh, because of the program you're in or, or or you're you know most recently and this is why I didn't um, I struggled with this uh, most recently I was like. I want to take some music classes. And they were like, well, you're not a music major. And I said, yeah, but music is a thing that I do, and I want to learn it, uh, and I want to pay for these classes. And I wrote a $5,500 tuition check. So I would like to learn music, please. And they said, kindly go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I said, this isn't the way it should be. It was just like, the was, was my hot take. That's my hot take. This isn't the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, if I pay tuition, I should be able to, like, and that doesn't mean, like, you get to, like, coast on Easy Street, right? That doesn't mean I'm taking, like, all 100-level courses my entire collegiate career. It just means, like, I want to be interested in the things I want to be interested in, yeah, and totally. I should be able to study whatever, just whatever, and, and you know, obtain certain... Uh, like if I'm going to rebuild this system, we'll, we'll do it right now in 10 seconds, right? Sure. Like, so you, yes, you have to take a certain number of like, uh, intro level courses. You take those intro courses, then you have to take 200 and 300 level courses and you can take them in anything and you can take 400 level courses. You can take them in anything. And then m- maybe at the end you cobble it all together and you have to write some kind of master thesis mm-hmm. on your collegiate experience. I don't know. Kind of a build your own program. I've heard of some some things like that. I was I was that's the one I was working with most recently at VCU, and even in that, there are like lots of restrictions. Yeah, there's just like certain ways that you have to do things that I'm just like just make it less. Easier. 
red tape, less red mm-hmm. tape. Just make this less complicated for people so that it's just, I can just do it. That was the thing with me. I ended up, at year four of five, I was <clears throat> so burnt out because I was taking all this class I didn't really care about. Yeah. I, was like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I understand these are important, but like... Oh, but but are they... Let's see. That's yeah. the, the, yep. that's no, you called me on, you called me on that. <laughs> I, that sentence was not thought out. It was just something that no, it's, but fed it's, to me. Yeah, but no. it's not. Right. So it's, it's been fed to you. So like, of course, that, that's the way you, you think and feel. It's like people have been telling you this is important. So it's like it's it's been kind of hammered into you. That it's like, important if I'll use it. And if I need to use it, I can go learn it then. Yeah. Or or if you it's <coughs> it's important if you um, like if if it's important to you, mm-hmm. it's important. But. You know, there were very few classes I took that were like, I want to take this class. It's well, like, this is the class I have to take. What was your major? Sociology. Sociology. Yeah. Great major, right? The study of people in groups and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have taken uh, intro to sociology. Really interesting class. A really interesting stuff. Um, but there, you probably hit a point in the 300, 400, 500 level courses, whatever yep. number you had to finish where you were just like, well, this is like way far removed from like the part of the field that I'm really interested in. Yeah. Or I wanted to study human behavior. I know that's could be, I mean, human behavior and I like the idea of culture, subculture, which is more of an anthropology, anthropology kind of take on it. Sure. But like, yeah, my the statistics, methods and social research and uh, method, uh, method, uh, social methodology or something like that. Yeah, I don't. None of that really applies to what I want to do. I want to study human people today. Now, sure, that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, and then, yeah. So none of these upper level courses did anything with that. Lame. <laughs> so no. So yeah. What my my thing with that is like, I got this degree, and it was as close. Realistically, it was as close with the school I went to that I was going to get to studying things that I wanted. I cared about, and I ended up with the degree that. I'm very proud of and is what I wanted, but realistically, other than the fact that I earned an undergraduate degree, it's useless. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that's the other issue is we've been told our whole lives that um, you you work hard in in high school, you finish, you apply to colleges, you get into a decent school, you get good grades there, you get a degree, and you get a decent job, right? Mm -hmm. There's no job market for us. Mm -hmm. There's... Especially now for it, someone with a, a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology. Right. So it's like sociology, <clears throat> biology, uh, history, English. Um, those things, are like... Things that people can be passionate about. And I guess there are things you could do with them. There are. You can go into higher ed or you can, you know, go get a teaching certificate. But then it's more school if you go into higher ed or get a teaching certificate, especially if you're not on an education track that whole time, right? Because then you have to go get certified by the the state board to teach mm-hmm. in Virginia. I know that's not the same in every state, but I know that that applies here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're passionate about this thing, and that, that's why you pursued it. But then you get out and you finish, and it's like, well, what do I do now? I was told if I got this degree, Something like, would doors happen. would open, and yeah. I'd be, like, everything would be good, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom said something the other day, and this is not actually the other day. This is like a couple months ago, but, um, my, me and my mom and my older brother, and I think to some degree, my younger brother, cause I'm the middle child, um, we're all like super big 
Bernie supporters, and I know that's like not a popular thing sometimes I've, I've been for some people. On the show as a Bernie supporter. <laughs> nice, yeah. This show supports <laughs> supports uh, what? Just like I don't know. He's I see him as like a humanist, and uh, and I consider myself a humanist. And it's like if we're not here for each other to support each other and help each other and like just like reach out and lift each other up, then what are we here for? kind of thing support local businesses support small podcasts support yeah support small, <laughs> support, think shop buy local uh support small podcasts all that good stuff um i i believe so strongly in this just like taking care of each other and um you know i don't know the, the we're gonna open a whole can of worms if we get super into it but the idea is my my mom said like we're all bernie supporters we were all like really into mm-hmm. his ideas and what he wanted to do for this country and i'm like s- still super into that and like s- still like part of me is still hopeful but part of me is not uh, of course uh, but she said something that really resonated which was like you all referring to me and my two brothers and we're between the ages of 32 and uh, 27 she said, you all have never known a time in your lives that was, uh, like, economically very prosperous. That's never been something that's been part of your life. Uh, and the 90s were, like, okay, from what I understand. And, and, she, and like, she may have said something, like, if, our, if any economists or uh, anyone else catches wind of this, like, she, maybe she's wrong, okay? Maybe, maybe we have been prosperous at some point. <laughs> she was talking off the record. Uh, she was talking off the record. And she's also talking, like, you know, I don't know how much she understands this stuff. But the idea was, like, when she was growing up, um, and she's 64, 63, 64, the... Um, the idea is like she grew up in like different points of her life. Like the United States was flourishing economically speaking. And just like the job market was great. Uh, wages were great. And like you could, it it wasn't hard to live. And, uh, that's not the case now. And that's never really been the case. Like my, basically my entire working adult life, Mm -hmm. the minimum wage in the state of Virginia has been like seven twenty five. Is this still seven twenty five? I believe it's seven twenty five. It's either seven twenty five or seven fifty. Yeah, when I got my first job it was like six to seven dollars. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Oh, it's just like I I don't know. Like I don't I don't know how you could live I make not the two, but I make twice that. Right. And it's just like I wouldn't say that I struggle but I'm not. I'm not storing piles of cash under my mattress. Right. I swear I'm not. Right. No. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm gonna. When the show's over, I'm checking. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. I. I. Yeah. I, I get that. And I. I've certainly been in a position where I've made more than the minimum wage and um, been been able to support myself mostly and do all right. Um, and I left. I left that job because it was just so stressful. I used to like manage restaurants mm-hmm. or like was in restaurant management and I just like, I'm just, I'm too soft. Like my nature is just like too soft for that. Like you have to be like much harder and much, like much more resilient. And I'd say I'm resilient in different ways, but yeah, yeah. I, no, I totally understand what you're saying. That line of work just like wasn't for me and it like mm-hmm. just wore me down and I eventually had to leave. I left a great restaurant, a uh, plug for Joe's Inn. If Joe's Inn wants to sponsor this podcast, hey, I went to Joe's Inn jo- the, the other day. right? Joe's in the fan. Wonderful spot. Amazing people. Uh, great. Just like 
all around great establishment. Nice I, I'll, I'll, I'll oh that. yeah, oh yeah, the like great, great date spot. Yeah. Great for just like a nice meal with with a friend. It's cozy. There's I I can't say enough wonderful things about it and all the people there. Uh, I love everybody that works there. Um, to no to no end. Like they are all phenomenal people. I just got to a point in my personal life where I was like just so exhausted and just could not. I couldn't hack it at that point. I was just like. I had run myself ragged and was just emotionally and uh, mentally and physically drained and just had, had to leave. And, um, it kind of, it kind of was, I think for them, very abrupt. And uh, I can certainly see why, cause it was very abrupt. Um, was long uh, but yeah, and it had, it had been in the works for months and months and months. And I was, I was trying to communicate with my, um, my bosses, my management about that. Um, and I, I guess I wasn't. Um, we were certainly, they were they were hearing me, but I don't know that they were hearing me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really of. easy, and I think that that could eventually tie back into relationships to like get lost in the situation because yeah. you're not only you're managing the situation live, a relationship or a restaurant, and you're kind of having to focus on the job, but you also want to remove yourself and, and edit and make sure that everything's working for you. And it's so difficult to do that. Being removed, you, th- you could easily think of so many ways it could have gone better and yeah. you could have changed it. Absolutely. Looking from, from like the outside in or whatever, like mm-hmm. having removed myself and saying... Oh, and, that's, so. and that's why it's one of the reasons that kind of kind of also touching on when you, like your high school, like, it's so easy to give advice to people and so easy to talk to people because it's like, I'm not in that, so I can look at this yeah. so many different ways. So objectively. I can sit here and be objective because it's not me. It's not me and I don't care what happens. No, you probably do care. Oh, no, I think we, yeah, we all care what happens, right? Like, so that's why we give the best advice we can, but we never take our own great advice. No, and that's something that, oh, my mom has told me that all the time because I, I call her all the time with advice and she's like, you're going to do what you're going to do and I'm like, I, I think part of it's like embracing who you are and accepting like I'm gonna do the thing that is most beneficial to me, not the best thing, the thing I want to do. Sure. But as long as I as long as I take the time to weigh it against other things and make sure that I'm not making a stupid decision, then so I call it and I'm like, all right, give me give me the thing I don't want to hear, so that way I can get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's well, it's like the uh, I'm I'm almost thirty, so I'm I'm like doing this thing where and I've talked to to several different people about this. I have like a Shout out to uh, Get Strapped, Stay Strapped, Fitness, David Robinson. Uh, that dude's amazing. I don't know how he does what he does. Um, he's like, he has like this ridiculous will to succeed, and um, he he runs like Spartan races, like does all these obstacle races. He's like super in shape. He's like crazy fit, and has been like. He uh, has this uh, keep your streak alive, and it's like workout oh, every don't, single don't day. Oh, don't break the chain. Well, yeah, don't break the chain. But he, so he says keep your streak alive, mm-hmm. right? And he's been working out every single day for like, I David, how many days is it? I don't know. It's like over It's over one full year at this point. I think he might have already hit like day like four or 500. Or, I, I don't incredible. even it's, he's So he's been active every single day. For, just doing something. Yes. 15-minute run. What, whatever it is yeah he's just like he's like, whether it's like getting out and doing yoga and stretching being active that way mm-hmm. uh, um, just like whatever you can think of to be active like he's doing like putting in the time and uh, he's build, building this amazing brand he's got a bunch of cool people that have bought in like I'm I'm in but I'm like I'm just like my own worst enemy in so many ways. It's like you, you love the idea, but it's hard to do right now for you. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, my my commitment to like 
anything is like, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I, have, I have commitment issues, essentially, is what it boils down to. I th- I, I, if, if, I can, if I can lump you with me, the idea of committing isn't scary and it's something that you, you love to do and you wish you could do more, but it's too difficult to do with all the things you want to do and also kind of getting in your own way sometimes. Sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely f- f- that's a very good uh, explanation. And then aside from that, it's like there are still things that I struggle with personally, like uh, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um, that like like when I guess when they start to overwhelm, you know, I fall back on old bad habits like ice cream. Sorry, David. Uh, <laughs> oh, David. Oh, we're so sorry. I love ice cream so much. Uh, it is so terrible. It's like yep. like Ben and Jerry's shout out sponsorship. What's up? Uh, I but I hate you all. Because <laughs> you're so good. You're so good. I hate What's you your for it. Flavor? Oh, they retired my favorite flavor. Those asses. What was it? Uh, so they had the core. They did the cores, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the the center filled stuff. Mm-hmm. They had one called "That's My Jam," oh, and it was like jam. raspberry and chocolate ice cream mm-hmm. with chocolate chips and uh, like a raspberry like jelly like yeah. core. Uh, it was real good. <laughs> they are a bunch of dicks for retiring it. <laughs> uh, well, there goes that sponsorship. We no, had them. We had them. No, we didn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe we did, but it's not. It's like it, I don't think all's lost. Okay, I think if anything, it'll encourage them to bring that back on yeah. board, so I can say nice things about them next time. <laughs> thank you so much for bringing it back. Um, <laughs> While you're eating it on the show, <laughs> it's so good, David. I'm sorry. Thank you, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, so you fall back on old habits. Ice yeah, cream I, I, like well, just like just like food, like like a, it's like a comfort thing. I, I think mm-hmm. um, um, it's also like a my mom does that. I learned that from her. Like, but subconsciously, because it's not like I watch her like binge eat or whatever. Just like I know that she and I are very similar people, and she falls into the like things that she does to like comfort herself when she's sad or like uh, be lazy, eat food, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm. The same way. It's like I'm. I get sad. Be lazy. Eat food. Um, Self-indulge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then probably I would say in a non-productive way. Oh, I, of course, <laughs> completely non-productive. What are the best? So the best ways to get out of uh, a depressive slump. Uh, for those of you out here uh, that have depressive slumps that need a pro tip on how to get out, uh, connect with your friends, talk about everything that's going on. Be active. Those are the two best things you could do, period. Yeah. If you're sad. I agree. Like, Every time I have a problem, I go to my friend Tom, and I'm just like, I have a thought, and then rather than dwell on it, I want to say it, and I want to work through it, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that keeps you from, like, spiraling down and getting much worse. It keeps you from, like, <clears throat> beating yourself up about stuff. You put it out there. You get great feedback. That's one of the things that has uh, plagued me in relationships. I will, uh, I'm a very emotional person. Sure. And yeah. I'm very expressive. I love talking. And I learned that from my mother because she's a talker. Like, when, when, when one of our, my siblings gets in trouble, you can expect a lecture of two to three hours. That, that, that's guaranteed. She's, she, oh, she's good. She could, she could filibust any politician. You know what I mean? Two to three hours. And, and she stays on topic. It's so good. It's, it, it's, it's magic. It's magic, but also being a child and it's like... We were playing something, we were doing whatever, and now one of them's gone, and so it's like the whole thing. But so anyway, <clears throat> in relationships, I like to talk. I like to express my feelings, and also I like to. Sometimes I start out with a feeling, and I talk, 
and eventually, as I'm, it's like I'm, I start out with this, this block of marble. That's my emotion, and I'm so chiseling away as I talk. And eventually, I have a point or a work of art. I've been, I find my point as I talk. Okay. I do a lot of repeating. I do a lot of this, and so people that I date don't like to talk to me sometimes when I have these problems and I want to work through them, and it kind of puts uh, it makes me silent, and I don't talk about problems when I have them, and then I spiral. As it continues, right. so like with my friend, with my friend Tom, like I'll have a thought. I like, hey, I just want to talk about this real quick. He's open to it. I say it. We talk. I'm good. I feel great. But in relationships, I can't. I get really anxious in relationships because I go through the same things. I don't. I don't. I don't have this. I don't know. I can't really think. I actualize what I do when I get that way. I think it's just I get in my own head and I have like self defeating thoughts and things like that. Yeah. And so like. Bit, specifically in relationships, I can't because it's not well received. I don't get the positive, like supportive role. Like, what do you need? You need to talk. Let's talk. Let me listen. That's fine. You know what I mean? Who? So who do you find that you're like attracted? Like, are you attracted to the wrong people? Are you? Uh, are That's like a really good question. I think that. Or do you not not attracted to the wrong people? But do you have? I'm. An, I think I'm an optimist. I think I'm just. I believe that people. Uh, Think, think, maybe think the way that I do. Okay. Like, um, I'm a happy person. Sure. And, you know, so the, the concept of yes anding, this isn't really what it is, but like being agreeable and being what somebody needs within your range of a person. So like if, um, if I have a friend who's sad and needs someone to vent to or needs advice, I can fit, find that role within myself because that's who I am. Yes, I will, I, will, I will bitch out your boss, or I will tell you what, what you're doing wrong, or what your boyfriend's doing wrong, something like that, and have no problem, because that's what you need. I'm your friend, I care about you. Let me feel that way you need. And I guess that I expect other people to think the same way. Sure. So I'm in a relationship, and I'm feeling anxious. I expect you to say, you're feeling anxious, let me help you. Let me help you kind of, let me validate you right. in, the, in this time in the relationship, and let me kind of help you work through this so that you're okay. So you found that's not your experience and people don't... People get frustrated and don't want to deal with my shit, basically. Like, you're anxious, but I don't want to deal with that because I'm not anxious. And I think that maybe... Huh. I don't know if I'm attracted to people like that. I think that's just how most people are. And I just have yet to find someone who, like, let me be there for you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a let me be there for you kind of person. Sure. Well, Any, anything I, anyone needs, like, I, I, don't, I don't mean to my horn, but I kind of validated myself the other day because um, I, I was, like, texting... My ex-girlfriend, because she, uh, she was kind of having a, a sad day, and I was like, are you okay? Like, let's talk. Like, if you need anything, I'm here for you. And I was texting another ex-girlfriend who I'm still really close with, and she was like, I need to ask you a question. And she and I was like, oh, let's talk about it. And I was like, there for her, and she, was, she felt really good. And then I was dealing with the current girl I'm seeing. She was going through something, and I was there for her, and I was just like, you know, I am a good person. Like, I do these things, and I deserve to have someone there for me. Absolutely. And so... That's something that I've actually kind of been actualizing in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. It's good to kind of talk about that. And talking about things helps you get to the next step. It advances the plot. Right. I feel like you, you subscribe to that idea completely. Talking about stuff? Talking about stuff and advancing. I like the term advancing the plot. Advancing the plot. Like mo moving forward in your own journey. Instead, so of, to instead of sitting on my bed oh, eating fish food, that's my flavor. Uh, oh, yeah. I also like, the, I like the, the, the peanut butter cup one. Peanut butter cup one? Okay. I love, I love Reese's. So just, just like, just like a, a chill, like, let's just eat this vanilla ice cream, whatever, whatever's in it. I'll buy 
I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm doing a whisper face right now because <laughs> this is like, I don't want anybody to know, but I feel like the more people that know, the less I'm likely to do this in the future. Uh, I will buy a pint of that ice cream and eat it all. But on top of that pint of ice cream, I also am a huge fan of like the Reese's Cup Big Cup. I've never had a Big Cup. They're oh, good, aren't they? Oh, shit. Uh, shout out to Reese's to that hot sponsorship. Yeah. If, if any sponsorship hits, I hope it's Reese's. I They're love Re- Kit, Kit Kat too. Actually, oh, no, that's a dumb story. Anyway, uh, Reese's cups. Reese's cups. So Re- Reese's cups. I like the Reese's cups. Uh, yeah, too, probably too much. Obviously, well, obviously too much, but um, yeah, yeah, love Reese's. But I'll eat like a whole pint of ice cream and have like a one of the big cups. That's super good. I, I am I am impressed at your openness. This is great. This is, this I is, have nothing to hide. Good. That that that's um. I don't know. Like everyone who's been on the show so far has been really cool. There's not been there's not been a single thing that was red lighted. And that's kind of that. So one of the things that has happened, I called it on Will's episode. I called it my Renaissance period. Okay. Nice. I came alive again. Like, okay. And so like. But I have these small mantras that kind of help me proceed in a way that is beneficial to me and what I want. Because I want, I don't, I no longer want to be someone, be fit in, fit myself into someone else's mold for me. I want to be my own mold and find someone who says that I'm beautiful and they want me. Sure. And so one of them is green lights. Like what happens if there are no no's, no red lights? You can just, you can just go. What happens? Yeah. And so the fact that you, 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 you are just. Again, and this this sounds so ridiculous. Your name, you have a plaque above the water fountain at the coalition. You are, we don't... you are just, <laughs> just, you are a delight, and everyone, every there's there can't be any. I can't I can't picture someone not liking you. And so the fact that you come on oh, here being are, so open, it's so. They're there. There are people that don't like me a whole fools. lot. Fools, <laughs> gypsies, and fools. Oh man. Uh, gypsies, is, that's like a, you shouldn't use that word, isn't that a, like, <laughs> is that like a you're thing? not, you're just like, it's offensive, right? <laughs> is that offensive? I think it's offensive. I meant it in I, the, in, no, the, in I, like the share way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you don't mean any offense. I've heard, I, I no there's, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that are offensive, um, in this, like, turb, I call it a very socially turbulent time. Um, so be like, I'm just like, kind of, like, you're kind of aware. Because kind you're of, a good person. I'm trying. You're this trying, is, and that's the best the, thing. Like, that's the best thing you can do. It's not, uh, this is, it's been a trying time for me because it's like, um, it's, it involves like, there's a lot of social, like, growth, like, push towards progressive growth mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of different ways. Um, and I, I won't. I don't. I don't really want to get into this too much because, like, yeah. it's and, and it's it's. I don't have like an unpopular opinion because I don't. I'll, I'll I don't. I don't want to push back against that. Like, I'm not anti that progress at all. Uh, it's just been a little bit difficult as like a cisgendered white male uh, to like to like have tried my hardest my entire life to like never hurt anyone or bring harm or like I have zero ill will. Like I never mm-hmm. want to hurt anybody. And then all of a sudden, like you're told like you are the problem and you're the enemy, mm-hmm. um, by this, like by this thing, uh, that's like working for progress. And you're like, but, uh, but you want progress, but like, you're like, there's this, like, there's a whole, there's groups of people that just like really don't like white dudes. <laughs> right now uh and and i but i i understand why like but i, I we, get why ended, but you and i and i'm gonna i'm gonna love with you we're not a part of the people that they actually hate but we get grouped in with them and we get a lot of the hate and sometimes and, and, yeah and, and i'll say this because i think this is what you're thinking and you don't have to you don't have to commit to it but like you and i both are trying to do good i want everyone i just i try to treat people with 
everyone with kindness and respect that yeah. is kind to me, and Absolutely. even when they're not kind, I treat them with more kindness to hopefully influence them to be kind. But it sucks being hated for no reason, and that's kind of the thing that people people who are minorities or like or who we want growth for and progressing one or two like equals, they have gone through that and they're kind of giving that back to us a little bit. And in 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 some instances, it just it's it's being hated, and no one there shouldn't be any hate. Yeah, like I would prefer there be zero hate and like more work towards like a compassionate push for progress, like socially and otherwise. Like I, I'm all for like just a compassionate move, like mm-hmm. progression in all aspects of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's do it peacefully and with love and support and kindness, um, because that's gonna be <clears throat> the the best way. If, like the more we can just like love and be kind, uh, the easier these like hugely transitional periods will be, um, because we're being supportive because we're not like calling each other out and shouting and uh, name calling and lambasting and all that stuff. Like we're just saying, Hey, this is what's happening. And I'm going to explain this to you as best I can. And, and you might not get it right away, but, uh, but hopefully you'll understand and uh, keep trying to understand. Yeah. Whatever happens, just keep working with us. And, and you know, we love and support you and and we're going to do this together. We're going to be like, you know, uh, I don't know. We're going to be this like great collective of like people. Yeah, the U.S. is a the U.S. is a really interesting place. There's yeah, there's a lot, and I think that that I don't think it could be said any better. I think the message that you're trying to get across was successfully communicated, and if we keep going, it's <laughs> my fingers. <laughs> so I'll take a I'll take us I'll redirect us. Please, um, thank you. So, <laughs> so I mentioned to my producer Jake uh, that I was going to have you on the show, and like I kind of hyped you up, and because we have like a little Slack channel, and like. They were really excited to, because the one-on-one students are great because they're all like, they have their own like Quinn's in a sketch and uh, Matt does stand up and Matthew does stand up and so like, when I told them I was gonna have a bona fide house house team member like actual like improviser on, they were really excited and they would be so mad at me if I didn't talk more about improv specifically and then we'll kind of jump into other creative things that you do. Sure. Uh, And so being a being a I'm a a one-on-one student. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm I think I was. I think I was made to to be in improv okay. casually or like uh, a lot because I just I buy into things and I like get the whole like getting people's backs like that's built into me and so like I also really want to be funny and I love being silly and just doing performing for people like I do that for my family all the time not improv but just like anything to make them laugh I sure. just want I want people to I want to bring people joy and so like I have this view of like I am new. And I love it all, and I probably have nothing positive. I have everything positive to say. I'm not saying like talk negative, but just like I have this kind of dreamy look at it, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. But I want to hear more about real things that I have not experienced yet. Being so new and just like, oh my god, everything's great. Like I'm talking about Ryan Clatterbuck. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Uh, so more real things as far as just like well, just my experience with say, the yeah. theater or. I mean, just improv, improv as a as a creative process. Oh, sure. Okay. Because I guess okay. I started this show with a theme, and it's evolved to just talking about having a small focus on creativity, and then just talking to the person. Sure. Like relationships, religion, stuff like that. I love getting into everything because it's like I like to know what's behind the creative person, sure. but also kind of knowing what the creative person is, so that what behind them it has context. Okay. So improv is the first thing because you do other things and like I said I really want to get into more of those but like improv is this thing that you do and you do well. Uh, well, I appreciate that's very kind of you because I uh, I 
you know, I've been doing it for a very short period of time compared to uh, some of the other performers at the theater, and that is like more than more than kind of you to say I do it well. Um, I I'd like to think that sometimes I do it all right, uh, and it's, hopefully I don't get off the stage and you know I didn't totally embarrass or let my team down, uh, and that's part of like the whole you know I've I've got their back and and hopefully they've got mine um, more often than not kind of thing you know. Um, Lately, it's felt like I get off the stage more frequently than not and feel pretty positively about the performances we've done. Um, I know that improv is an interesting journey, and it, and it's very it's a while it is a very individual journey. Uh, it, it is also like you know it's you have your all your teammates are your classmates that you'll be performing with as you go through the classes, and, and um, so while it's very individual, it is also very not right. Uh, it's a collective experience, all the same. Um, my journey has been interesting, uh, to give a little bit of background and I kind of, kind of already touched on this, but, uh, I, so I, to give you the, the very condensed version of how I got into like this kind of performance, uh, I was in show choir in high school, my senior year, I decided, fuck it. I've never done any like theater. Uh, so I auditioned for a high school musical, Guys and Dolls. It was super fun. Um, I got cast as a lead, which was crazy. And like, it's like still unbelievable to me. <laughs> like even, what, 11 years later, I'm still like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> uh, but it was such a cool experience and it was like a game changer. Because I was like, oh, that was really fun. And those people that I performed with were all amazing. The director, uh, Patrick Held, was the theater arts teacher. At James. Patrick from the show today. Uh, that's right. Lots of Patrick's. Um, <clears throat> so, what was his name? He, Patrick Held. He, uh, he he still lives locally. He was he he left the role as the the theater um, teacher at James River High School and went into administration. Um, he uh, is he's still around Richmond. I, I see him on like social media and stuff, and I think he's doing pretty well. So I'm I'm thankful for that. He's he's a phenomenal man. Uh, so I wish him all the best, of course. And, you know, he, he helped kind of foster this like first taste of performing arts, like theater for me. Uh, so that was very cool. Um, fast forward about, uh, about a year and I'm, I've been in, uh, community college now for two semesters ish. I had to take a required course that was public speaking. Uh, the teacher of that course is Kerrigan Sullivan, who's the head of the communications and theater department at John Tyler Community College. And she then like took that fostering that uh, Patrick held started and like supported that through like learning even more theater stuff. And I took an acting uh, like one acting two theater workshop, so like set building and production course with her, and then took an improv class. And that was my first. Improv experience, yeah, and community college, yeah, <laughs> qualifier. Uh, but she's no, but but um, not to take anything away from John Tyler or that experience, because I mean that was really, you know, I still talk to Kerrigan, um, Kerrigan Sullivan. For those of you who don't know, anyone listening to this show, she is uh, amazing. She spent time on Broadway. She has a wonderful family. Um, she now teaches and is the head of that theater department at John Tyler full-time. She's still there, still teaches those classes, still teaches improv, still teaches acting. If you're curious about it at all and you're in the, on the community college track, check her out because she is the bomb. Uh, and she, I mean, she really set me 
in motion for like the life that I was going to uh, fall into. And um, I did that with her. I left there after my two years in community college. I went to Radford University and studied theater arts there for a semester. And um, I had one professor I really liked, Tony Guest, Anthony Guest, if you're around. Uh, hope you're well. Um, everybody else was like a little too pretentious for me for like a small liberal arts college in Southwest Virginia. I was like, this program is real weird because no one, like no one should be as pretentious here. We're like a tiny school that no, like is <laughs> as far as the theater arts are concerned, like we're not on anybody's radar yeah, yeah. except there was, I think Kristen Chenoweth went to Radford. Uh-huh. Someone, someone from Glee that got cast as a major role in Glee went to Radford. I think oh. that's right. I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, there was like one student who had recently graduated who got a major role. So maybe, maybe that was part of that. I don't know. But I left Radford shortly thereafter to come home for that relationship we talked about earlier. That was my first major relationship, mm-hmm. which didn't pan out. Unfortunately, it happens. Word to the wise. Uh, don't leave a good school for someone you're dating. <laughs> Just my two cents. Uh, anyway, that's my backstory with performance. And so, um, so when did you take more improv classics? So, so right, we're getting there. Yeah, okay, right? sorry, 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 No, you're fine. Um, so that's like how I got into performing arts and, and theater and most specifically improv. Um, fast forward, like, th- I want to say three or four years. Like, I took a huge break from all this stuff um, and was, like, pretty sad for a long time and focused on other things that didn't matter and just kind of worked. This, this, is, this is the slump you were talking about? Yeah. Don't gloss over too much because this is... Well, there's not a whole lot, to be perfectly honest, there's not like a whole lot I can give you specifically that I remember. Yeah. I just know that like I wasn't doing creative things. I wasn't doing fun, exciting things. I was more, like drinking more regularly. Like, like beer was a big part of my life at that point or like just drinking in general, but like specifically I think beer. I learned a lot about beer, uh, knowledge that I'm, I'm glad I have and glad, I, uh, glad I'll take with me. Um, but I do a lot less of that now just because I have other things I have to be doing. Um, I, th- I think I was like, I felt like I was kind of in like a haze or a daze for like a, a real long period while I was just like kind of partying with friends and like trying to work some stuff out. And the breakup that happened uh, around my 23rd year of life was real tough. Um, and that was like my first, her, her name's Heather. She's still around somewhere. I think she's got like a dog and a condo and a, like, I think she might be married. I don't know engaged who knows hope she, i hope she's well no yeah i hope she's well i hope she's well i hope she's well um you know she was my first serious girlfriend i think i was her second serious boyfriend mm-hmm. like she had a pretty serious one in high school and i never never had that uh in high school um but we're like we didn't know what we were doing and you know we didn't understand ourselves and we we barely understood each other so it was just like a really tumultuous thing so i got i got out of it and was like like you with this last relationship i was like super heartbroken and like ultra depressed for like a really long time and it's like all i could talk about with all my friends mm-hmm. and like and then you know so like i i i was like coping by like sometimes talking about it and then sometimes getting super drunk <laughs> and just like not uh but I was in that slump for a good good period, and then um, I wish I could give you. I, w- I wish I was doing better timestamps. Uh, no, no. This so is... Radford was like 2008 to 2009, and then I came home and was still in that relationship with Heather, and then um, was like at VCU from like 2010 to 2012, and then like. Uh, th- on again, off again at VCU for like a period of time. 
and like that that whole that whole period is just like really hazy for me. I don't know why I don't remember much of it. Uh, but then uh, fast forward to 2014, and that's when uh, and I and I thought about this when I showered this morning. I do a lot of thinking in the shower. There's two people I have to name drop specifically to thank for getting me into the coalition theater that inadvertently did it right because I I auditioned, yeah. but. Um, they were the two that were like putting bugs in my ear about like checking this place out. Um, first person is like one of my all time best friends, buddies, whatever. Uh, her name's Rachel Marsh. She's, she's fantastic. She's a writer. She writes for Boomer magazine and she freelances and has a blog. Uh, we can plug the blog at the beginning of the show. Sure. Want. Uh, I, I hope I get the blog title right, Rachel. Ooh. This won't go up. This won't go up for like another week or two. So you have time to get it. <laughs> um, She's got a blog. She she's uh, she does comedy. She does stuff at the Coalition Theater. Um, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> she's uh, she stays super busy. Um, she's a lot of fun. She's just been a great support for me, and I've tried to do the same for her. Um, but she was the one that was first like, "Hey, I'm taking these improv classes. You should check this out." you'd have a great time. Um, and I was like, of course, when you're depressed, you're just like, no. Oh. And you just pull the covers back over your head and like reach for more ice cream. So I did a lot of that with her. And like, she very, she was very much like trying, I think her hardest to help me, me out of this situation. And I think in a lot of ways I was my own worst enemy by telling her no. Yeah. Right. Um, that was your process. <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Uh, second person, uh, Donna Steele. She, um, was with the Coalition Theater for a long time and uh, has now moved to D.C. and works with the Washington Improv Theater, or WIT. Uh, so she's still doing improv, which is awesome. Uh, we miss her. She she is missed. Um, she's she's great. Um, but she, uh, she was also... Um, she's a friend of mine, and we were hanging out outside of the theater, and she encouraged me to come check it out. And again, I told, I kind of told her no. I was just like, uh, I think at that point, actually, I had signed up for, like, a free view class, mm-hmm. and then I didn't go because to, for two reasons. One, I think I got scheduled to work, and I wasn't supposed to work, um, but just, like, had to. And the second reason was I was so full of anxiety about it that I, like, just could not do it. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, didn't go. And then I wrote an apology email to, I think, Jim Zarling. Either Jim Zarling or Aaron Grant. One of those two guys was going to teach that free view. And I felt really, really badly. And, and Donna was kind of like, you shouldn't just sign up and not show up. Uh, and now I know from teaching those free views uh, why she would feel that way and yeah. why she would not want me to not show up. Because uh, I teach those free views now and there's, you know, sometimes they're uh, sometimes there are a lot of people and sometimes there are very few people, but they always sell out. Yes. <laughs> so, so if you take a free view, if you sign up for a free view, show up, uh, don't follow my piss poor example, uh, sign up and then hey, I go. I went to my free view, so. Good. Thank you. Hey, can we pause? I have to pee. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's you like can fine. keep that in the podcast. No, I will. I will. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. This podcast brought to you by Smart Water. Bottles and deep of just water bottle filled with tap water. Just makes you need to pee sometimes. <laughs> uh, For the bathroom break in all of us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, there's a. I'm just gonna get this. Is that hair on the. Oh, yeah, it, just, it was probably mine. It's fine. Uh, so we were talking so, about your journey, and yes. we had just left off where you bailed on your free view. Bailed on my free view, yeah. Don't, don't bail on the don't free view, the guys. View. Uh, even if you are like. Just know that the person leading that free view 
wants you to be there, and they're going to make sure that you have the best time. They want to David expose did my, you. David did mine. Yeah. And no. I, was, I was so into it. He was such, yeah. He's such a cool dude. Yeah. David's amazing. Uh, anybody that leads those courses, it, typically it's the one-on-one teacher for that specific night that you're doing the free view. Mm-hmm. So David did one on Monday, and mm-hmm. I did um, one on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, anytime they're trying to, like, look for people to do this stuff, if Patrick reaches out to me, I'm like, I'll do it all. I'll do all of them. Like, I want to, uh, uh, I want to do nothing but, like, spread the gospel, that there's air quotes around gospel, uh, (laughs) about the coalition and how wonderful it is and what a supportive and uplifting place it is. Um, You know, we're like... We're just like a couple steps away from being like our own church, right? Like we have this these idea, like improv ideas and and uh, ideologies and 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 methodology uh, and methods or methodology or whatever um, about who we are, what we do, how we do it, and what we're trying to do. And um, you know, I think th- part part of that is just like creating this very uh, wonderful, supportive environment where anybody can come and. Um, and and be supported or feel supported or feel feel safe even uh just like n- trying this very new and different thing for themselves um and that and, and i think that to be in any creative environment to, to be a human having a, a safety net of support is just such a beautiful thing it helps really foster these creative endeavors yeah and it, it just kind of touch on relationships like if I feel safe in this relationship to talk, then I'm gonna feel really comfortable and I'm gonna grow as a person. Mm-hmm. And so that's and that's one of the things that I, I I that's one of the reasons I think I bought some into the coalition because they so do that. Like they're so good about just like be. We want people. We obviously we want people to be a part of this. We want you to be here. We want we want people who like it. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I've I've I felt welcome from the beginning. Good. Good. Uh, as as you should, then that should be like the like our number one thing uh, as an organization should should be like everybody that walks in the door should should feel very welcome. Every person, um, no matter who you are, should feel very welcome. I mean, you know, obviously there are always qualifiers, right? Like if you're hateful and you enter the coalition, there's a good chance that I'm gonna be less kind because there's no room for hate in our space, uh, in, in my opinion. Yeah, That's, I, I, and none of these thoughts or ideas. I have to do a little disclaimer. Like these are these are all my personal thoughts and feelings about our organization and and what it means to me. Uh, so this does not by any means represent uh, the Coalition Theater as a disclaimer because I I am just I am but a humble performer there and uh, can't I guess. You, you know, I can't say this is the coalition's mission. This is but, this but, is my but, personal but if mission. If you're working in the front and someone comes in and is just hateful, you're gonna you're gonna say like, "Hey, can you please not do that here? This is the, this is the oh, place." Oh yeah, of, absolutely. If you nice if you enter and you're just you know, you don't you, have to give an example. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I won't. But if, yeah, if, there's, if someone, there's no hate in your heart. If someone yeah, if someone were to enter and and enter in a hateful manner or do something hateful as soon as they cross that threshold into the theater, I would I would absolutely have to say something to them. And say, hey, there's not, we we don't do that kind of stuff here, you know. That's you're, not you're welcome this, here, but please. Yeah, this is not the place for that. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And and I don't think anyone would think any less of you for that. For sure. uh, yeah, <clears throat> but we were so we were talking about like the journey to improv, right? Yes. And yeah, the, and w- 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 that was a little segment just to say how great the coalition is. <laughs> it's so great. It really it really is like 
I, it's a super wonderful place. It's a very special place uh, for me and for so many involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I can't. I've only been there for um, two months and a half, and sure. I'm just so excited to just keep going. Yeah. Like I, I have this thing on my phone where it tracks. Um, I like data, so like it tracks where I where I go. Yeah. And this past week, I spent ten hours at the coalition. Perfect. Great. I'm like, I need more. Do get a best score. Go for the high score. <laughs> uh, sh- shout out real quick to uh, you have you have to shout out to like. Matt Newman, he's the 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 uh, the founder of this theater space and like one of the big big wigs, right? Katie Holcomb, the artistic director at the theater. Uh, David Pijor, director of communications and uh, all the web stuff, all the advertising stuff. Uh, the three of them are magnificent. Um, you also have to lump in uh, Patrick Gantz, who's the the head of the education, who writes the improv curriculums that we all study, uh, who supports the teachers in lots of different ways and uh, and helps us grow and learn, teachers and coaches. Um, shout out to all the coaches uh, and and uh, you, you, like major performers. In the theater. Yeah, everyone is so great. All of them. Uh, Aaron Grant, Jim Zarling, uh, Jonathan Nelson. Like, uh, I could go down the line. You know, Summer McCarley. Like, uh, you know who Grace you Mano. Are. You you all. <laughs> Are phenomenal, Matt McCoo, Nick Lebesky, like uh, Aaron Edelman. I can't wait uh, to meet all these people. They all sound so great. They uh, all, and, and they all have great names. Shamanique like, Ellison, uh, just like everybody, everybody at the coalition. Casey Neely, some of my favorites, some of my teammates. Colt Risser, like all these people. If I didn't say your name, it's only because uh, we have to move on. We have to move on. But you guys are all every single person there. Um, I love to no end. Just like just like at my Joe's end job, like. I love everybody at the theater. There's no, like, there, there's nothing but love for all of you. Um, but you had to shout out to, like, the directors yeah. uh, for, for, make, like, for making this all possible, like, keeping the dream alive. Uh, I, I think it's been almost 10 years of coalition stuff. It was stuff. eight years, uh, a month ago. Yeah. I, I couldn't go to the show because I was out of town, but, yeah. like, right? Yeah. So, so we're almost 10 years of this, that these people have just, like, Worked their asses off to make sure that this was uh, a feasible thing. Because the, the the theater space itself, I think, is just th- three or four years old. Uh, I think it turns yeah, yeah, turns yeah. four next year mm-hmm. or four this year. Um, but that's you know, like they they kept the dream alive. They made that happen. They brought it to the city of Richmond in the artist district. Like it's just a very cool and, thing. And, and it's it's also really hard to start a community. Like that was one of that was one of my focuses. Like community. Like this is a this is a community now. This is like it, it has standing, and it's it's giving it's given me this fervor, like meeting people, like meeting sure. friends. I've made friends already, and so yeah. like just by, I mean that was not their that was not their intention. Their intention was to build the theater space, but like it's helped me so much, and like I can't imagine what it's helped other people do. Like it helped you, you know, yeah. Which we were which we were diving right into because that because we just <laughs> we're, just, we're just like avoid <laughs> we're avoiding this at all costs. Uh, yeah, so I showed up uh, to the Coalition Theater in um, 2014, in, I want to say, May of 2014, um, after Donna and Rachel had tried, like, intensely to get me to come, like, take a class or check it out or do anything, go see a show, um, and I had just kind of brushed it off and and, and and pushed it under under the bed or whatever you want to say about it, like skirted it under the rug and avoided it. Um, I finally couldn't avoid it anymore. I remember seeing like a Facebook ad, or not an ad, because I don't think they were running ads at that point, but they had posted on their social media that the Coalition Theater was holding open auditions for 
anybody to the public that wanted to come uh, try this thing out, you know, try out for a, like a spot on a team at the theater. Um, and I don't, I don't remember how exactly I was just like, I, I don't, the, the only thing I remember thinking is like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? Like, I already, like, I don't have anything going on that's, like, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing it's going to cost me is time. So I'm going to go. And I'm going to try. Um, and so I did. And um, now I'm on the other side of that. And it's been, like, a very sweet, sweet journey. Uh, I I showed up to an audition after not doing this stuff for a handful of years. Like, being away from it for a little while. And... I don't even remember thinking I did very well. I I think <laughs> I think part of it the one thing I remember specifically um uh from from the audition process was this uh th- there was a a gentleman in the audition group I was in who I don't remember his name um but for one of these scene starts that we had to do where we did like a back line so we're all lined up against the wall mm-hmm. and some well, you know some of the uh, the panel that were watching these auditions would just call a name that person would have to step out and start a scene uh we still do exercises like that all the time you'll do them if you haven't right mm-hmm. um but this guy they called his name and he stepped out and he just like laid down and played dead uh and like I think everybody on stage kind of froze for a second and I stepped out and just started trying to resuscitate him. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's something that put me over, uh, like in that moment. Well, you, yeah, you accepted what he did and you took it. Yeah. You made it better. I, I don't know if I made it better. I just was like, someone's got to do something. <laughs> and it was almost like that was, right. It was, it was, I, and I don't, I don't remember very specifically if I said or did anything else, but I just remember trying like, uh, you know, uh, do the, the, heart, CPR the motions. C- yes, thank you. CPR. And, um, and I, and I, and that, I, I don't know. I, that might've been like the moment that they were like, okay, we'll give this dude a shot. Cause I, that was, a, that, that was definitely a plus for you. It was, I like maybe, 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 I feel like it is. Um, and then, so that, that was like the first round, which took me into like the second round, uh, for like callbacks, you got a callback. So I got a callback. So, so do you, I, don't, I don't know if you remember because it was so long ago. But do you remember about how long between callbacks? Oh, like a day or something. Like a super short period. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Because I, I picture you're in the slump and you go home after audition and you just beat yourself up about it. They were pretty quick about the, the turnaround as far as... I, and I might be... like It, it might have been like a couple days in between. It might have said like, but it wasn't come a, back this time like next week or I, but it wasn't like a weight and stress. No, it was no, I don't, I remember just like finishing that first round and being like, cool, well that's over. Uh, and I did like, I did it regardless of what happens. I did it. Um, and then I think shortly thereafter got the email and it was like the list of people they wanted to see again. And I was on that list and I was like, cool, you know? And I think a little bit awestruck, at that point, just like a little bit, kind of like, okay, well, whoa, this is this is neat, <laughs> uh, and and that was cool. And then um, we got into the second round of auditions, and uh, I don't want to like spoil what that's like for for those that might be listening that might have to go through that process at some point. Um, but it was like it was like we did a lot of the same stuff that we did day one did some like warm up stuff together. Then we did some scenes on stage. Uh, and then there was like a, 
a th- like a, th- a final part uh, that I won't. Uh, I'm. I'm assu- I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm right. assuming there's a there's a good reason. Uh, yeah, well, I just like for anybody that might be listening that has to go through that process at some point, I'm not gonna like spoiler, okay. like tell you what I'm what so it's cur- all about. I'm, I'm I know, so curious. but don't let it eat at you. Just know that it's wonderful and great, uh, and it'll be fine <laughs> if you mm-hmm. if you ever audition. Um, but that happened. But but that happened, and uh, the, my favorite story about that is that apparently uh, the whole. Like, everybody that's already, like, on a team or whatever that are already, like, performing at the theater, they're downstairs watching on this live feed camera, and nobody upstairs knew. So we're upstairs doing this, like, final audition thing, and everybody downstairs is watching. And um, Donna would tell me, Donna was watching downstairs and was just, like... Uh, she said very nice things about what I did in this last part. And she said, like, we were all like, who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? And uh, that, that, that story just makes my, like my heart happy. Um, Makes me feel very good. Uh, I, I, on one hand, I really want to know, but on the other hand, I can picture myself wanting to audition and not wanting to know. Sure, yeah, I think leave it a mystery and enjoy the mystery, because it's a very fun, very fun thing. Oh, man, listeners are going to hate that, uh, but it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's for the best. Some things yeah. are meant to be a mystery, and I, and I, I think that's a very pure thing, and I love that. I'm, yeah. I'm bored. And, well, the other side of that is, like, uh, this is part of a process that uh, the Coalition Theater and the directors created, and I'm uh, just, like, a lot, my, not be right, a lot of my, like, like I have to give the disclaimer, my views are my own, yep. uh, this process is theirs, and it is not for me to, like, go around and tell the world, I, f- I feel. Uh, if they hear this and tell me, Ryan, you could have told them it's no big deal, I'll come back, we'll do round two, and we'll talk <laughs> all about it. That sounds perfect. Um, but, no, I... I I totally respect that, and I want—I I don't ever want to push that because that—that sounds like a really nice thing. It—it was—it was very cool, um, and to get that cool feedback from Donna and just like know that there was like thirty or forty people watching downstairs, whatever, however many people were in the basement were at that time. With what you were yeah, doing. they were. They were like, like people this were like, guy. "What? Who yeah. is he? <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> I was like, "That's very cool. That yeah, felt very good." Absolutely. Um, so. Uh, fast forward uh, just a couple days and they send out the email announcement or maybe it might've been even the, the same day they sent out an email that evening and they were like, congratulations. And my name was on that list. And I was like, wow, just like, name. yeah. And that was like mind blowing. And then, you know, more details to follow kind of stuff. And then, um, you have the first iteration of what would become ambassador. Uh, there was eight of us, uh, that's myself um, Kristen Kirkley, Alex Beale, Ann Arnston, um, Nicole Patterson, James Russell, Greg Sinaviva, and Jorge Silva. And those are the original eight. Um, Jorge moved away, like, shortly thereafter, before, I think before, or just after, like, a couple of performances. Like, he, he moved away. He took a job in... Uh, oh, okay. San Francisco or uh, California area. Just yeah. like it was a great opportunity. So yeah. he was like, and he's, so. Um, Kristen Kirkley moved after a year or so. She's in New York City now and does uh, comedy stuff up there, stand up, improv, sketch uh, in New York. Uh, Ann Arnston moved away to Chicago to do a graduate Chicago. program, and she's come back some since, but. Um, 
stays busy with her personal life and her writing and and uh I think she's a freelance writer and and uh, she I think she also works remotely. She has a pretty good job. She stays pretty busy with that. Um so that's th- those three and Alex Beal moved away um to to go to Chicago and and do improv in Chicago. And she is doing well. She visited for the festival and she looks well. She's having fun, so that's cool. That's great. Um so that was that was iteration one, and then we lost over the course of about a year. We lost half the team um, just to moves and ever, and and other life. stuff. Life, yeah, it's inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we um, in and in that space of that year, we also um, we had our, our first coach, Josh Blueball, who you can see at the Coalition Theater on Big Bosses, who's an amazing performer who did. Um, did his time at the Magnet Theater in New York and studied there and is now here. And he's like phenomenal, hosts uh, a stand-up show or or his own comedy show because most recently it was like kind of stand-up, kind of not, uh, at Vagabond. Um, he's But Josh is phenomenal. He's been like a mentor to me. Uh, he's just the way he thinks is like, I mean, he's, he's like meant to do this kind of stuff. And he's very, very, very good at it. Um, but he was my first coach. He was Ambassador's first coach, and he did that for... Was the Ambassador's a team name, or was it the title? A- Ambassador's a team name. Okay. Yeah, so that's our team. Um, Josh left after just over a year uh, and would would usher in, like, the era of Aaron Grant, uh, and that would also bring about, like, new team attrition, so we would add several members to plug the holes of uh, those left empty. Um and so that we were eight, then became four, and then are back to eight at this point. Uh, we brought on board Casey Neely, who I mentioned before, and Colt Risser, who I also mentioned before, who are both uh, just phenomenal. And I've seen Colt. Before. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. Uh, the the we have we have a wonderful team, wonderful wonderful people. Um, then we'd also bring on board Eric Gordon and D. Dimitriadis, who are with us now. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, most recently, James departed uh, to go back to Northern Virginia, and so now we're seven. Uh, but we had the era of Aaron Grant, who was our coach for a while, and he's phenomenal, amazing, love him dearly. Uh, he's super busy. He's a, he's a father and has like his career and just like so busy so he he stepped down after um a short while with us uh just just so he could do his his life stuff mm-hmm. which we all understood uh and now scott beckett is our fearless leader uh scott beckett who's with the uh, performance with the johnsons you can catch him uh he's wonderful he's very smart he's great just great so so even keel he's so kind i feel like that, that's a trait of um people at the coalition even keel, I think for the most part. From what I've seen, I think for the most part, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would. There's no argument because I barely ever see anyone get worked up. There's, so there's a couple different programs or productions that we do that like do stress some people out. So you, so you see some like some stuff sometimes, but for the most part, like everyone's like, "How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Also good. Cool, great." <laughs> Uh, anyway, that is the history of Ambassador from from audition to birth to current state. Uh, so but you just, you've been on the team for three years? For three years. That's I've been playing with the, those people 
um, several of them for three years, a few of them for just over a year and a half or so. So you didn't have to take classes? Uh, I didn't, I didn't take the classes. Like, um, like I said, I kind of showed up cold. Um, I, part of, part of auditioning and getting on board was the agreement was that I would still take their classes. Uh, Um, So we do need to edit this out. No, we don't have to, we don't have to, no, the agreement, and that wasn't just an agreement with me. That was like for anybody that auditioned that hadn't finished. So it's just, that's just kind of like. If you get picked up, but you still have two classes left to take, they ask that within the time frame of one year, you finish your classes. So I uh, auditioned and got on board, and between, I want to say between June and like February or March, I took the three classes that I needed oh, okay, to take, okay. which were 201, 301, and 401. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just said, you know, it's going to help you become more well-rounded, and you're going to grow from just that. And like I was doing... Uh, and, I was the benefit of that was also like I was being coached that whole time too, so I was like getting double reps yeah. or like lots of reps because I was like we had practice with the ambassador, and then I'd have my two hundred one class or my three hundred one class That's or my four hundred one class. Somewhere so it was, it was great, yeah. Um, and I you know finished all the classes and I'm still performing with them and and it's it's wonderful. You know, there's there's you never stop learning for sure. Like I've never stopped learning and. That's the, that, that, that any practice where you are still learning is I think is beautiful and like is something that you can do forever. Yeah, you'll never get tired of it because it's never the same. It's never the same scene. You never know it all. Same with like music and all kinds of things. It's true. You're a musician. A little bit. You might not. I wouldn't call. You, I wouldn't call you, myself. You wouldn't call yourself. I wouldn't call myself a musician. You are too humble. For I that. wouldn't. I, yeah, I would never. <laughs> no, you, I'm not. I'm not okay, agreeing okay, that yes. Okay, okay, I'm not agreeing that yes. I'm too humble. I'm just. <laughs> I'm not. I would not say I'm a musician. <laughs> you play uh, you play the drums. I do. I play the drums. Do you play, play any other instruments? I can play chords on guitar. Okay. And I, I sing. So my, my two instruments like that I would consider I, I'm like really decent at are the drums and I sing. Can you can you drum and sing at the same time? I'm working on it. That's a hard thing to do. It is. It's difficult, depending, yeah. especially depending on the drum part. It's, oh, yeah. It's like if you're like doing Don Henley stuff, like mm-hmm. the shout out to the Eagles. Uh... If you're doing Don Henley stuff, it's like a little easier. But like you know, Phil Collins uh, of Genesis like did the drum and sing thing, and he he does like Intense I think a, drumming. yeah, a little more intricate drumming than uh, Don Henley there. So um, tricky. Collins. But then, but you know, in the studio, it's like it's different, right? Because you can track your vocals mm-hmm. and you can track your drums, so you don't have to do them at the same time. But live performance, you know, if he was going to do both, that would be. And I think, and, and uh, for the most part, like when he was be- when he became lead singer, they brought in somebody else to drum. I think his name is Chester Thompson. Ch- shout out to Chester if you're listening. Shout out to Chester. Yeah, that's right. If you hear this, Chester, <laughs> you are a phenomenal. Uh, Phil too. Phil. Wait, Phil knows. Phil knows how we feel. Yeah, that Phil knows. He's great. <laughs> Phil's great. So when did you start drumming? Oh man, um, is this a banging on pots and pans? Is four years old story? No, I was probably like. Between eight and ten, interesting, or ten and eleven. So I want to say like it's been about eighteen years. Eighteen years, wow. Eighteen years of drums. That's a person. <laughs> it is. That is a person. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird way to quantify it. I would. I would say uh, I haven't taken it that seriously for that. It's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm actually. You're in a band now. I'm now. I'm in a band, and and now I'm taking it way more seriously. Like now, outside of improv, I play the drums. Like music and improv are my two things. That's like mm-hmm. that's what I do. 
that's it. If I'm if I'm not working, I'm like probably playing the drums or probably probably improvising or watching improv or something. So those are my what kind of, what kind of, So I'm guessing you're more of a I don't want to say classic rock, but that's kind of where I'm going with it. Uh, n- no, Fan. yeah, yeah, I do like classic rock. So I like classic rock, but I'm also like. Um, really into modern music, mm-hmm. but modern music that you don't necessarily hear on the radio. Sure, um, oh, you're, a, you're a music hipster. Yeah, I say I use the term hipster affectionately. <laughs> it's a scale. I I would like I guess so. Uh, you know, I got I got swept into like the. Uh, uh, I don't know what like what to even call these bands. Like some some would say alternative rock, emo. Rock. And, okay. and I hate yeah, I yeah, yeah. hate categorizing genre fying. So like early like the band that really yeah who, who's your biggest big inspiration? The, My, mine's notably Fall Out Boy. Patrick Stump. I'm a huge Patrick Stump fan. I like Fall Out Boy a lot. I like this, especially the early records. Like the first three or four records are super good. Um, for me, the band that really like started it all. Uh, well, there's a couple. There's a couple bands. Like fifth grade, I very specifically remember taking like my disc man to school, and I had two CDs. Uh, I had Ben Folds Five, Whatever, Never, Amen, and I had Jimmy World Clarity. Jimmy World. I don't. I didn't listen to Ben Folds Five, but Jimmy World. There's a. But there's several songs on there that I can. Yeah. Oh, that was that was like that was great, right? So uh, I had the benefit of having an older brother who listened to pretty like pretty cool music. And um, part of the benefit of that was, like, I got to go steal his CDs uh, when I saw fit. And um, I got a bunch of cool stuff that way. Ben Folds and Jimmy World uh, both being part of that. Um, the band that really, like, would change uh, music for me in a lot of ways was Glassjaw. Glass is Glassjaw. I've never heard of Glassjaw. They're from Long Island, New York. Uh they're real intense, and like now, uh, people would look at that music and and be like, it's hyper misogynistic and really intense and gross and like awful. Uh, and I know and I understand why they'd say that because um, it's like it's kind of hateful and 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 uh, very intense. Uh, but it's also like for me, it's like less about what Derek Palumbo, who's their lead singer, is saying, and more about like the sounds. Yeah, that's something I notice a lot with my music is like I. Songs that I play all the time or like sing all the time, or even follow, there's some follow up songs. I don't know the words to so many songs, it's ridiculous. I know a lot of the, the words, the, the, but no, what I'm saying is the words aren't what I, I'm, I'm lumping you with me. The words aren't important, <laughs> it's the music and how it makes you feel. And like playing is the fun part, like playing riffs on a guitar, or like whatever drum terminology is that you play, fills or something like that. That's one, Phil, fills is a, so, a term, so like, yeah. like that. I don't know, and rhythms. I Rhythms, so like, that's kind of the fun thing that is. That's what draws me to the music. Like, sure. The, like dance, dance, my Fall Out Boy. Sure. That was the song that pulled me into like wanting to play music. That drum beat at the beginning. I love that. You got it, dude. That was drum something I've always wanted to play, and I love. They're really. It's really easy. <laughs> I know. I love playing it, but like, who has a drum set? I've got uh, one. At least one, maybe two. At least one. My uh, my dad bought a drum set, and I went home and played it, and I was just like, psh, 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 and he's like, calm down. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. But like, uh, anytime I see a drum set, I play, I play Fall Out Boy, and then I just go nuts because it's so much fun. Cool. You can come over later. We'll play. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna pick you up on that. Um. Okay. So 
Drumming. I have to. Pushing. I have to pee again because I have a tiny bladder. <laughs> I have a tiny. I have a tiny bladder. Go, in the world. go 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 go. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. We're going. Uh, so I have I, to. I, I also have a small bladder, so I get it. No, yeah, mine's like ultra small. Like that's. Sm- I think it's the smallest on the planet. It's <laughs> real sad. I'm gonna stop drinking water for now. Drink. That's uh, fine. No, well, I don't want to have to break again. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan has this cool thing in his bathroom, guys. Uh, it's above <laughs> his toilet, and it says, uh, it's "In a, case it's of a, emergency." It's a picture frame and has a it's twenty dollar bill. bill, and it says, "In case of emergency, break glass." And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> my sister made that for me for my twenty fourth birthday. I think that's awesome. Something that's a great. That's a hilarious gift. She's, she's the best. That's cool. Good. She actually listens to the show. Oh, thank you, know. sis. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, where were we? We're, we were talking about music. Music. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Glassjaw, um, Glassjaw would shape me, right? It was like a, it helped me. It was like a very cathartic musical experience for me because it would, like, all of the frustration, anger, resentment. Oh, it's uh, an outlet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Would would um, because of like the in my like dealings with like lack of like relationships romantically and otherwise, like I was just able to like. Did you not date in high school? Uh, I like hung out with. You didn't date in high school. Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried to. I think I tried to. Um, I, I think I. I think mentally, I'm honing in on why not. Why? Why you didn't, or why, why I didn't? didn't. Why? I did. Well, I'm just not very good with women, yeah. and I'm also not super physically attractive. That's a lie. That's a fucking lie. Um, um, well, he's guys. He's sweet. I haven't seen you without a beard though, so I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna jump fully on that opinion. I'm gonna wait a little bit. No, yeah. Well, the, yeah. Without a beard, it's worse. So uh, <laughs> I picture. <laughs> that's I, why I picture this. I picture you're you're a very kind person, and a lot of times, and I struggle with this. So I'm lumping you with me. Feel free to distance yourself. Like, I won't act on, like, liking somebody for fear of maybe offending them or putting them in an awkward spot. Like, if I think someone's cute and I'm at Chipotle and I want to, and normally I could just go up and say, I think you're cute. Is your personality cool? Kind of like, not not actually saying that, but just that's the message I'm going to Get a gauge, yeah. Get a gauge, like, hey, I'm, I like this or whatever. Saying something, and I just, I always won't because I'm like, well, what if they're... What if they don't want to be hit on? What if they're having a bad day? What if they have this? And I think all these things. And I, I mostly sure. think about the other person instead of thinking, like, what if I just say hi? They'd probably really like that. So, yeah, I would say it's it's a combination of that and, like, being a super, like, uh, Myers-Briggs indicates that I am an introvert, which makes almost no sense. Uh, but it does at the same time. It, it uh, does for me, too. Um, but I, I'm a classified an introvert, and I... INTJ? Uh, INFP. Interesting. INFP, for those curious. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I just... I was always shy, um, and I think I dealt with like a lot of rejection. Like A lot of people didn't like me. That I, A lot of people that I liked didn't like me. I, I, so... Uh, it was either like rejection or like I didn't have the confidence to approach certain people to ask to date them. Uh, most recently, this is this is pretty interesting actually. Most recently, uh, one of my like all time crushes. I have two. I have two all time crushes. Right world. Yeah. Uh, well, they're just like they'll for like they'll forever be like a part of like. I get it. It's like I'll just care about them for like the rest of my life. <clears throat> I'll never not. Um, one I'll let remain anonymous because she might listen to this. Uh, the other I don't have the same worry for. Uh, her name's 
Well, I'll just give you her first name because it's not you fair give to me give a fake name too, if you want. Her, no, well, her name's Katie. Um, but she very recently, like, came back into my life out of nowhere, but just for, like, a moment, like a blip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on my birthday, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, but she is someone I had, like, I've, I've always found super attractive. I think is brilliant. She is, like, intelligent and, and beautiful and kind and thoughtful and incredibly talented. Um, just an amazing person. And I've always had a crush on her. But I, like, the timing was off or whatever in high school, and she, like, she had a thing for me, and I didn't act on that thing. And then she started dating this guy who's, like, still, like, a casual friend slash acquaintance of mine to this day. And she dated him for, like, four or five, some, like, ridiculously long time through high school. And then they broke up. uh, And then, like, I've seen Katie on and off since then. Um, But she's had her own stuff going on. But she, like came out on my birthday like surprised out of the blue and was like showed up and uh we got to hang out for a few hours which was like amazing mm-hmm. and then i have reached out to her some since then and it's kind of hasn't did never pan out into anything and i hope she's well i just hope she's of well of course of course and then um, the first one who's nameless yeah who will remain anonymous um she's also amazing she's like uh I would say like dream girl status. She's like she's like the total package. She's got, she's got the brains. She's got the beauty. She's, uh, like into a lot of the same stuff that I'm into. Like music wise, we've uh, been to concerts together and stuff. And she's just like, she's it. She's she's stellar. Um, but she she's also like someone who's like doing her own thing. And I'm like more power to her. Yeah. Like I hope. Uh, you hope your paths cross one day. Well, uh, they'll they'll cross again, and everyone, we, we still Romantically. talk. Romantically, we, well, probably you know she'll do her. I I want her to do her, whatever that means. So that's that, that's a really special thing, and that takes a a lot of a person to be selfless enough to say you do your life, and I'll just just think you're the greatest from here. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, there's a like you know, there's no, you can't you can't make somebody feel a, a certain way or want to do a certain thing, right? So I'd rather just feel very positively about like her doing what she wants to do and just like some support that from from here and just be like, hey, you're doing awesome things, keep doing awesome things, uh, and you know, be you, have fun. Interesting. That is a very interesting because I'm I think I'm more of the opinion where if I see someone who I think is interesting, I, I would push the issue more. Uh, well, but, so, but, but there's a line between saying, like, I want this and I want to see if you want this, and you saying, I don't want to mess up what you have going on, and if you're interested, you'll approach me kind of thing. So I, am I wrong? I think I'm wrong there. No, I think I, I understand what you're saying, I, and I think I've, I've certainly put it out there before. I think it's, she kind of it's been it, that it, it was like it was less, less a it was less decline and more like unavailable. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that she's just doing her thing, uh, from from what I could like, you know, assuming she was being totally forthright and honest, uh, what I gathered was like, she's just doing her thing and she's not trying to be involved in a romantic relationship right now because she's so tied up in her stuff. Yeah, and I and you know, cool, right? Like, and that's so rare to find because a lot of people like me are just like, in the past, I I really want to distance myself from that because I really, I want to I want to distance myself publicly so that internally i i keep up with it because i don't want to be searching for myself and somebody else and so taking the time to say like 
I'm not going to be in a relationship right now because I want to do this. I'm dating comedy is the term I've heard. Like I'm dating yeah. my my passions, yeah. and I am seeing someone right now, and I, and I'm I'm taking these efforts to make sure that it doesn't get in the way of the things I want to do. Like if I want to go see a show, sorry, I don't want to hang out. Even though in the past I would drop everything to be with this person, like I'm going to go to the show, and if I don't see you after, then that sucks. But I enjoyed the show. <laughs> Yeah, or do they want to go to the show with you? Are they interested in the oh, same I thing? Oh, I always invite to the show. Because the show to me is just so, like, oh, it's the best. <laughs> the the show is the best part of this night. It's not the date. And it was, it was funny because the girl I'm seeing now, our first date was at the Coalition. My first time at the Coalition. Was your date? Was the date. Really? And I got the... Before class. Before class. I got the email about class because I bought my ticket online. Nice. And so thanks to her... Was that KGB? Was or yeah, it was KGB. It was a Spanish KGB. Really? Yeah. That was your first. Wow. That was the first time I was ever at the Coalition, and I was just like, I was taken by it. That's amazing. That's amazing that that show had that impact on you. I guess, but that, but that's be, part of that. I think is because you're more open to like, more, just like you're open to comedy. Like you're very interested in it anyway. Uh, and what you know, what was still this? Sorry, no, 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 no. Well, I just it's funny because it's like that show is like already kind of bonkers. Oh yeah, uh, because like nothing gets explained to the audience. I'm reading, um, I'm reading McNapier's second book right now, uh, called Behind the Scenes, and it's like a, almost like a step by step how to field manual for improv, and I'm really enjoying it. And just in the first couple of sections, I've read about like, uh, hosting a show, like how to host and like how to get your suggestion and different stuff like that, and. Um, there's so much more to it from like a professional standpoint in in his eyes uh than than a lot of what we do currently and i'm I'm really interested in kind of pushing myself to do more of what he's kind of teaching in in his learnings um that ties in because the k g b typically it's a it's a play on a Russian show and the host speaks in fluent Russian the whole time. That's true. And never explains it. Never, yeah. And the night well, it gets I, explained, but in Russian, but there's slides, right? So you like... No, there there, there, there are, to explain the show, there are slides, but like, they never say like, oh, we're doing the show, this is a Russian right, show. Right, you, yeah. They, they, and that was the thing, it was, they was, it was, a. Uh, it was hosted by. It was hosted on. It was quote unquote hosted on a Spanish channel. So I'm in, I'm on this date and I'm th- I don't I don't know what to expect. And then I don't know her name, but she came out speaking fluent Spanish. Sarah Murphy. Sarah Murphy. Yeah. Who was a wonderful host. And who's the Russian host? Uh, Eve. Eve. Um, Eve Privman Champlu. Also very wonderful. They yeah. both did a fantastic job. And so Sarah came out speaking Spanish, and my first thought was like. This is funny, and they'll get off of it, and I'll speak English. And they so didn't. No, the whole yeah. show hosted in Spanish, and it was like to me, it was like it was beautiful because it was like I get it. It was executed perfectly, <laughs> and I don't speak Spanish, and so I'm trying to. Before I know what yes ending is, I'm trying to be agreeable and just like okay, okay, I'm with it, I'm with it. And actually, Patrick uh, Glasgow uh, last class, he came he came back from a trip to Chicago, I believe. Oh, cool. And he went. He did improv like with someone there for like a week, and it was like really big for him. Oh, he just did. He did. Yeah, he did one of those uh, immersion things. I don't he, know. It's like is. an intensive. That's what it is. Uh, he did an improv uh, yeah. workshop intensive. And so he brought this thing where uh, our second hour of class, he started speaking gibberish. Mm-hmm. He started teaching in gibberish, and immediately everybody bought in and started speaking gibberish. And we did an hour of the freeze game in gibberish awesome eventually integrated english into it but like yeah buying into the gibberish um right away was and so 
I guess that ties in buying into the Spanish thing. Like that was to me that was like easy. You know, it was just like yeah, let's do that. I don't know where we came off of before we were talking about. Wow, I I never get lost. Uh, we were talking about relationships. That anonymous person uh, we were talking about, the KGB buying in. No, there was something in between the KGB and relationship because I was asking you about. I don't remember. <laughs> but I th- I th- I, I'm pretty sure I got all I wanted out of. Um, we're talking about relationships. I don't remember, but I feel like I got it was like well, it was first date. You took her on this first date. Took her on the first date, went to the show, and I think I was just telling you how I found the coalition, yes. which to me is a great story because it was completely by chance. Because we had planned to do something else, and then that day she's like, "Let's go to the show," and I was like, "Okay, cool." I was, I was being agreeable. I was in this place. I was like, "I'll just whatever. I'm down. I just want to hang out and experience new things." That turned into this amazing thing in my life. This huge curve, just turning point. Um, something that this is kind of a hard, hard segue, but like hard segue. <laughs> <laughs> this, should, this should be a video podcast. That was great. <laughs> it's it's funnier with just the noise, right? It's like they'll never know what I what happened. He got up and did a dance. Um, <laughs> one thing that is big, and I've, I I mention this probably every show because this the part of the thing is like bringing up things that are important to me, and I want to like get other people take on them so I can kind of process them and swallow them. Um, my family is very supportive, but they never pushed me in a direction. Yeah. And just, if I brought something to their attention, they supported me. And one thing that, and again, I harbor no resentment, they never pushed me to do the creative things. Like, I would have, lo- I, I regret not doing theater in high school. I regret not doing theater in college. I regret not doing theater. I regret not doing, not playing more music, not playing in front of people. And so, like, they never pushed me to do any of those things. And so I kind of got to 25, and I was like, I never, I never did these things. Because I never really had a push. And it was always kind of just, like, up to me. And I remember I was playing guitar, up in Fredericksburg, where my family lives, excuse me, and um, my sister said, you should play in front of people. And that tiny comment was like, I should play in front of people. So now I'm working towards getting up on stage and playing in front of people. And so, like, these small, th- and I, I kind of realized, like, my family was supportive, but they never were outwardly supportive. Like, sure. you should do this, you'd be great at this. Sure. And I feel like that has had a huge impact on me, and I kind of... However, whatever direction you want to take from that, I want to hear your thoughts on kind of like because your family was very supportive, um, very supportive, but in the same way, right? So same way. we've been talking about how we're very similar people, uh, very supportive, but in the same way. So I would, you know, um, I wanted to play the drums. My dad got me a drum set and put me in lessons for like a year. Uh, and, you know, he was the cha- he was he was kind of the champion of. Uh, so here's a we'll we'll tie this into improv, right? He was like my parents were like the champions of yes, uh, but they never did the and. Hmm. So it was like uh, yeah, and so it was like they were really good at sub- supporting, but just like you, they like didn't offer a whole lot of direction. They weren't like oh you you want to play the drums, like you think you want to study music in school, do you, like do you want to push, do you want to pursue that harder? Like they were certainly champions of being like. You know, when I came home and was like, I'm going to play the French horn uh, in band class in middle school. They weren't like, no, don't do that. You already play the drums. Play the drums. Uh, I was like, well, I want to try something different. And they were like, okay, uh, cool. Have fun with that. You know, rented me a French horn. And then uh, that was that. It was like, you know, there wasn't like a... They gave you green lights. Yeah, they gave me green lights. But, but they didn't offer but, you the GPS. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm good analogy. Good analogies. Good. I'm not to toot my own horn. But oh, no, I'll, I'll toot that one all day. Uh, I've, I've, I've gone on record. Jonathan as... loves. He loves analogies. I'm all about. Um, 
So yeah, they they were they were certainly like empowered in the sense that they were supportive, but they didn't steer. They didn't steer. They didn't they didn't give they didn't give me the roadmap. They were like, yeah, go yeah. You're you, you want know. a drum set? Here's a drum set. Go. Or like so it's like it's like being like here are the keys, put gas in the tank, you're all set, but then no map. And to a degree, I love that because I found my own way. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, I, I had a path, but I'm doing improv. I'm doing music. I'm doing a podcast. Um, the only thing I think is maybe I would have gotten here sooner. Maybe I'd be better right. if I had had that. But at the same time, like, my parents are human. They didn't, they don't know. My mom doesn't know anything about guitar. Like, she doesn't know anything about improv. She might have seen Who's Line once. Like, sure. So, like, I can't expect her to, to be perfect and know all those things. But, like, yeah, there is, and that's kind of a thing that I'm I'm kind of, Regret. There's like I talked with Matthew a lot about like feeling like I missed out by, for example, like wanting to be in a relationship all the time. Like I missed out on doing so many things. So now like I'm doing those things, and it's like part of me feels regret, but part of me is like, well, that's my journey. I'm gonna embrace myself. I think I'm. I like myself. I know I have things to work on, but I'm here. Appreciate the past. Learn from it. Apply it to the future. But live and do all those things and kind of more cliches and like words like that. But you get what I'm saying. Like. Mm. They didn't give us a roadmap, but now I can draw a roadmap. Yeah. Now I can find that way. Like, you I know you, you made your own, yeah. Exactly. Like, so like that, that that's that's kind of the thing that I kind of come to with that. And I, and I think that's good, and I'm glad you see it in that light. And um, and I I try to the same. I try to to see it the same way. Uh, it certainly, um, to your point, it, I think it took me longer than I wanted it to to get mm-hmm. to where I am because now you know I'm 29. I'm knocking on 30's door, and I still am kind of still just working to figure stuff out like uh i think uh in the strangest sense i'll i'll be like the most interesting son of my parents uh not because like i lead the coolest life or whatever but because i've just like shot in so many different directions doing so many different things meeting so many different people uh, i'm probably the most social of my two um I'm the most social of the three of us. Like I said, I have two brothers. I'm definitely the most social and put myself out there the most and meet the most people and like that kind of stuff. So, um, my therapist told me at one point, he was like, you're going to have a really interesting life. I'll be really excited to see where you are when you're 35. So I'm just hoping that I don't disappoint him (laughs) by not doing something at least remotely cool. I think that, and that's something that I really did, this past few months was I took the pressure because like we talked about like coming out of college we expected to have a job I expected to be wearing a tie to work every day making enough money to do whatever I want and like I'm this and that and like that so did not happen right I had to work for everything that I have now and I have a a decent job and I don't have to wear a tie but like but taking the pressure to have it all figured out off of myself and just saying like oh I'll figure it out my my goal is is by 30 to have an idea of where I want to go. I I don't think I don't know if you know I don't know if I've ever figured out, but like I think taking the pressure off of myself to have anything figured out and realizing one I'm a human and I am trying my best. Yeah. That that's another mantra that I have is like take the pressure. I'm I'm just working my way through. Like I'm doing the best I can, and I'm maybe I'll never have maybe I'll never have the job thing figured out, and maybe I'll do a job I don't like. But who knows? Who knows what it is? Take take, take the pressure off. And indulge in the things that make me excited. Improv makes me excited. I'm going to the theater as often as I can. I'm trying to live my life and do all these things, but like, 
that, 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 that's kind of a thing that was big for me, was taking the pressure off. And sure. I can imagine that, because, oh, gosh, my life, and I realize in therapy, my life is driven by social constructs. Like, not to get too personal or explicit, but just, like, sex to me has is affected so much by social constructs, like being a man and all these things. And mm. so, like, I'm currently trying to throw all that away. Like, this is not necessary. I don't need all this stuff. And so, like, but that applies to everything with, like, with, like, a job. Like, so socially, I'm supposed to have a job. I'm supposed to have a big, important job. Coming out of college, people are supposed to be calling me. And then I can't, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this job. Sorry. And stuff like that. And so, like, taking the pressure off with myself and the expectations. I talked about this with my friend Tom. Like, the expectation of success and the fear of failure are both extremely paralyzing. Mm -hmm. And so, like... Start trying to throw those out the window and just live my life for me and by my standards. Do you, Perfect. Do you relate to that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, uh, in as many ways as I, I, I can, I think, and, and basically all of them. I mean, you know, I work one full-time job that kind of pays the bills and two part-time jobs that help a little bit and uh, have plenty of debt and, oh, yeah. um, you know, 29 Going on 30 and... And so by society standards, and I, I don't mean this as anything, that would be a failure. You don't have a great job. You don't have your everything figured out. But, but, but and if you, if you were to live your life by that, that would be, you would be depressed all the time. Sure. Because you're not doing that. But like, I have debt and I work a job that I don't care about at all. And to me, that, to me, I'm more of a failure than you in that aspect, not like asking anything, but like... You do these, these, I call them passion projects, passion jobs. Sure. You are helping people. And that to me, like, I want, I want a job where I make a decent amount of money, but I, I feel rewarded. Sure. Like, I, I'm assuming you work, you work with uh, people with disabilities at Spark mm -hmm. and you work with kids with autism or? So at Spark, I, I'm around those students, but I mostly just manage front of house for them. But you are still contributing to. Sure. A wonderful sure. cause. Yes, they are a wonderful organization. If you don't know Spark, sparkonline.org. Uh, great place, great people. S-P-A-R-C. Uh, R-C, that's right. Yeah. I wrote K and then I correct R. So. Um, yeah, sparkonline.org. Great people, great projects. Um, but I, I help minimally there, but I, I love what when I'm able to help. And, and uh, the, the whole staff, they all treat me wonderfully. Like, everybody's great. Uh, coalition, I perform... I house manage sometimes. I teach and I contract coach for them, um, and which and the contract coaching isn't through coalition, right? That's just like independent. Mm -hmm. um, so I do that. Like both those are part time jobs that I do, and those are like uh, fun, good theater jobs, That's cool stuff. Yeah. And then the phase on school, I do full time, which is also something that makes me feel real good. It's like the first job I've had, legitimate, legitimate, like. Eight to four, feel good job I've had. It's what, like, what do you do there? So I'm a I'm a behavior technician, teaching assistant. So I you work use in a, ABA. I am learning ABA. So I they the school uses ABA, and I'm like slowly learning how mm -hmm. to do that uh, appropriately in our classroom. I was ABA certified. Really? Yeah. Cool. I did it for butterfly effects in Louisiana. Very cool. Yeah. I um the reason I can't do it is because the job structure doesn't work for me. Oh yeah. I didn't. I I wasn't guaranteed hours, and I just couldn't. I, I, I didn't feel a sense of accomplishment. Sure. That was really rough for me. So, like, I, wanted, I loved helping, and it felt really good, but, like, it didn't offer me things, and I couldn't give my best to it. Sure. 
Okay, but you, so you do you do things with you work with kids? I work with students. Yeah, they're uh, age range like fifteen to twenty two, mm-hmm. um, and we're like the program I'm in specifically tries to help them learn like task oriented work uh, through different internships around the city uh, to prepare them to like get a job. Richmond uh, has a lot of programs like that, and that's. To me, that's so amazing. I've heard of three different programs to help people who have challenges in life, and that's to me is just like wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, we we the more the more we can get into the business of helping people and supporting these different communities that really need that support, the better the world's going to be. Right? Exactly, and so that to, and so to kind of bring it back, like to me, you have a job, it pays the bills, and you get this. It, kind of, <laughs> it, it could pay a little better, yeah, but like. It does. It does. If you, it's it's sense so of fulfillment. And to me, there's nothing more. There's nothing greater than that. Like my job, I do pricing. I do data QA, and I'm basically I work for Walmart. My our biggest client's Walmart, and I don't get any personal satisfaction out of doing my job. I get paid, and that's it. And so like. It's um so that sh- just put that on your list of like the things that you'll work towards in the next couple of years. It's exactly, like, take the okay. pressure off of having to have, have it done now, and yeah. you say like I'm. It's resume fodder. I'll get to where I need. I get to. I'll get to where I belong. Well, and the other part of that is just like you know, I ended up at the Faison School, uh, just networking, um, and like talking to other people who were just like, oh, you'd probably you'd probably enjoy it all right because I actually one of a. Um, a performer, a couple performers at the coalition had been at the Faison School, and they've they've all uh, moved on to do different stuff um, in different areas. But uh, you know, for the most part, they seemed like they enjoyed it, and I, you know, I was like, oh, that, could, that could be cool. And then I had a part time job for a little while, and one of my part time coworkers was like, oh, I do this full time. This is my full time job. And he was talking about the Faison School. He was like, you should check it out. They're like, you know, we have a pretty high turnover because it's a stressful job. But, it like, you, you might really like it. And I said, okay. So I interviewed and then and, and landed. And, and I really enjoy it. How I long do. have you been there? Since May 25th. So not very long. Not very long. Not very long at all. Well, so. I hope it continues to deliver and it, uh, you stick around and it works out. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. I, I mean, at least in the, for the time being, I hope that I can do the best work for them. I'm able to for the students, yeah, of course, and and for the and for that um, facility or organization, and that's uh, where your heart should be. And as your friend, I hope that I'm. I hope for that, but also I worry about you, and I hope that it works for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I, yeah, I'm just going to keep working towards whatever I'm working towards. You know, and exactly. I think I uh, I have to figure out what that is again. Kind of just like. You know, I've got the map and I've been drawing it, and like I've made some corrections and I've gone back with some white out, you know, and redoing that, some stuff. And, and that's the that's most cool. beautiful map. I think that's kind of what we've kind of worked towards. This whole the whole, the whole episode is just like, just just keep living, just work and we're drawing maps. We're we're drawing maps. <laughs> we're drawing, drawing and we're maps. editing and we're making them beautiful. We've got a lot of edits on these maps, but you know what? We can find a way around. It's true. It's true. Oh man. Um, a couple. Because, wow, that was, I covered pretty much most things I want to cover. And we've got about 10 minutes because i got to go to class. I, well, I have to go coach, so we'll be headed to the same place. Oh, perfect. Um, I do want to cover a couple things. You have a plaque above the water fountain. I, I purposely didn't mention this again. so we would Oh, no. I, I'm so curious. Okay. What's, All right. What's the story? Um, 
my uh, that's that's really just a gift from my mom. She made a, a donation to the theater and asked for my birthday last year that they put uh, a little little plaque up for me. Do you remember what it says? Uh, th- Thirst no more for great improv. Dedicated to Ryan Clatterbuck for his love of the craft. That's wonderful. That's a great. That's a great thing. Uh, and that, and that, that, that speaks to how much your family supports you. Yes. No. My mom is. Uh, uh, amazingly supportive, right? She she really is, and my 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 dad too, and my brothers, like my whole family, uh, amazingly supportive. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, a very it's a sweet gift. Um, can can I tell like, you that every time I go, I drink water like every every break, and I, I see that, and I honestly I chan- I try to channel from what I've seen of your performance. I like let's go out there and let's let's just smile. Let's like let's and whatever <laughs> the scene calls for, but just like let's go at it. Like let's go at it because what I've seen is just. Very inspiring. Well, that's very cool to hear you say that about that. I think you're the uh, one of few people that um, likes that that much. So. I buy in. I take it. I take. I take what. I try to take my. I try not to take myself too seriously, but I take what I do very seriously. Sure. And so, like, in putting the effort and saying, like, thinking of you, when I see this, I think of you, and I'm like, oh, like I've seen what it does. Like, let, let let's make sure that I'm not phoning it in. Let's make sure I'm going out there. I'm having people's backs, and I'm like taking it very seriously. I'm not. I'm not. Making it went thirsty. Yeah, Ooh, cool. That was, that was as smooth as I could get it. <laughs> That's a great story. That was great. Um, I and just real quick, um, improv team names or I've sure I've heard a lot here, and I've heard a lot that there's like a trope that they're just silly and ridiculous. Uh, ish, right? Um, when you're in them, it's like this is my team name. That's cool. But when you look at other ones, you're like, that's okay. I don't. So, so we were, when we first started trying to name ourselves before Ambassador was Ambassador, we were just a group of eight people doing improv together. Um, you know, we kept hearing like you might come up with your name kind of organically, like from within a scene, even just like a funny thing you hear in a scene. And we weren't having a whole lot of luck with like something happening in a scene and us being like, "Oh, that sounds like a fun name. We'll just take that." Um, so Ambassador's name kind of came of something really silly where uh, there was a a, perf- a fellow performer at the theater on the new team that formed the same time that our team formed because they formed two teams at once. Um, and that fellow performer kept bothering one of my teammates about if we had a name and all that good stuff and just like, do you guys have a name? What's the name? When are you going to have a name? When are you going to tell everybody? So we took that person's name and plugged it into the Wu-Tang name. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan name generator, <laughs> and we got uh, what we would reduce to ambassador. And his Wu Tang, uh, for those of you that want to work backwards and try to figure this out, his Wu Tang Clan name from the name generator was Erratic Ambassador. So we just took Ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And we really liked that. That's the greatest story. That's such a great story. Uh, it's real silly. It's real silly. But oh, I, I love silly. I've always really liked Ambassador as a name. I think it's like it's a. F- it's like a fun. Yeah. It's like it fun, official. but it feels yeah. It's like it's like kind of important, but it's fun. We both uh, we both puffed out our chest a bit when we started talking. Yeah. About it. <laughs> that's, that's what we like about it. It's a it's a cool. I don't know. It just feels like it, it's. I you know it's been me. I've been a part of them for three years. Uh, it feels right. I, I like the name a lot. I don't want to have to think of a new name. <laughs> I know that the new people have come on board, and it's, it probably feels weird sometimes to be a part of something that's already like yeah. that you weren't a part of, but you're now just, now just like saying. There's no need to rebrand. 
Yeah, I, I, I personally, I don't want to, I've, but I've thought about that some lately, and it's like, do we need to? Is it time to start thinking, like, you know, version 3.0? Are we, like, mm-hmm. getting so far away from the original that iteration that we need to think about a new name? Is that something we need to consider? Uh, but I really like Ambassador Keep as a name. Brand. I, think, brand. I think it's fun. Set a standard. If you're an ambassador, there's a standard. <laughs> it's it's. I, I would like to think that way. I um, sure. get the rest of the team on board. Yeah. So names, team names generally like, uh, come from like are inspired by scene work or you know something funny a teammate says like, you know part, part the the cool really social part of improv is like you you take their class right and you you hang out in class and you listen for two hours and you follow instructions you do exercises, um, the real. But the real like building of that and fostering of that community comes post class, when you're like, let's go get a drink. Yeah. Uh, and we don't say drink as in you have to go get beer and you got to get let's wasted go after out. class. We just mean spend time together, yeah. get to know each other, talk to each other. Get- I've been, I've been, sorry, I've been, I've been trying to do that really a lot because I, this yeah. is something I want to buy into. It's like I've had four of my classmates on the show. I plan to ask every other person, and I have like a couple of people who have agreed to it. And like I'm trying to plan this, uh, this. this Time where we can go out after like at a, a night because our show, our classes in uh, the morning or afternoon and so we kind of hang out in the afternoon. It's not that bad, but like I want to like go to like a burger night and like let's all just go hang out and do whatever. Like it's it's a it's a burger night, so it's half off, so price is an issue. And I'll, yeah. I'll buy your burger if if you don't have a lot of money. I don't mind. Let's just get everyone out. Let's just build relationships. Let's let's make this a thing. And uh, it, I've heard a lot of things about one on one. Not a lot of people plan on taking two hundred one. That's fine. And like. But just like harboring relationships, like building, I really want a sense of community. Because sure. I've moved around, I didn't really tell you, I moved around my whole life. And so like, I don't really have a lot of community. I don't have a lot of friends. And so like, I'm like, I'm doing everything I can to like build. Like I'm texting the people and I'm like, let's let's be friends. Let's make this a thing. Like I want, I want that. So like, yeah. I totally believe that. And that, that, that speaks to me a whole bunch. Awesome. Um, we're at the end of the show. Yeah. There's two things left. Uh, do you have any plugs? I, I plug the coalition, so don't worry about plugging them. Plugs. Uh, well, I'm just gonna second the coalition because I have to say it right. It has to be. It has to come from the dude. Absolutely. Uh, that loves it and uh, is repping it right now. Um, in in so many ways, right? Uh, so love endlessly to the coalition, all of the directors, mm-hmm. uh, all of my fellow performers, all of the teachers, all all of the interns, everybody that makes that place run and work uh, and keep the lights on and keep shows happening, uh, keep classes happening like that. It's, it's, it's a little bit of magic guys. So if you haven't been, you're listening to the show, check it out at RVA comedy on Twitter, on Instagram. That's that's right. Oh, I'm I don't not, know yeah. What the Facebook is, but coalition. It's, yeah. Coalition theater on Facebook. Um, RVA, uh, RVA comedy.com. RVA comedy.com is the website. Yeah. Uh, show schedule, class schedule, all that good stuff Thursday, on there. Sunday shows. And I plug uh, our class, our class showcase shows. Tuesday, oh, class September showcase. 5th. Yeah, Wednesday, September sixth. If you're trying to that's see, your, that's, your that's, that's my class performance night. Um, other plugs? I don't know. Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks. Do you have a social media you want to plug? Oh, uh, I don't do anything super active. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Ryan Clatterbuck. Uh, I'm Ryan Clatterbuck on Instagram, and you'll see pictures of drums. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll plug these all on the uh, show. I'll make sure I get these. What? Right oh, Clatterbean on Snapchat. I really, uh, I just discovered Snapchat and how much oh, I love yes. Bitmojis. <laughs> so yeah. I if you're trying to make my day, <laughs> send me Bitmojis and I will send you so many Bitmojis. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not good at social media, guys. I don't know. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. I'm Ryan Clatterbuck on on uh, Twitter. 
right? At I'm Ryan Clatterbuck, but it's spelled kind of funny, I think, maybe. It'll, it'll be in the description of the episode. Whatever. And then I end the show by asking my guests, what's the weirdest thing in my room? Huh. Okay. All right. Well, give me a second. I'm going to have to stand up and yeah, turn please, around and stuff. Please. I um I have a very eclectic room, so I've tried to, like... I I found that people think that not necessarily it's weird, but there's just some there's just some stuff that uh, is very interesting. Well, the uh, if the mic is still picking me up, I think it is. Um, the, the, this thing that I've been eyeing this whole time, and you'd have to be sitting here to know, but Jonathan. So Jonathan's desk faces the wall, and he's sitting catty cornered, looking at me in this like nice plush green chair with this little coffee table beside me. But the whole, like, throughout the show, I've been looking, like, down and to the right, or to, to Jonathan's left, my right, and there's, like, a big black jackknife <laughs> under <laughs> under his nightstand. I knew what you were going for. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a it's, training knife. It's a training knife. Oh, okay. And it's just, like, it just kind of stuck out. It's, it's, like, certainly not, it says cold steel on it, but it's but it's plastic. It's plastic. Uh, it says Cold Steel. Um, he's a big Steelers fan. There's lots of Steelers memorabilia yeah. in the room. Pittsburgh fan. Uh, but there's nothing really weird. It's just well decorated. And that's oh, coming from someone that has nothing on his walls nothing or on display. Uh, some people, I made this joke the other night, some people would say that makes you a serial killer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have a knife in my room, though. <laughs> I, I don't think that I'm a serial killer. I just am very busy with other things and don't decorate. I do have two wall posters I'm working on hanging, guys. That's I, all I, I like to be hugged by my, 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 my things. Yeah. Oh, sure. And sure. I love flags. I bought a flag for my friend. She was going sailing from New Orleans to New York, and I just found a flag at Goodwill, and I started buying flags of everywhere I love. That's awesome. Yeah, so I need to buy more. The moral of this story is I need to buy more stuff for my wall, specifically maybe some flags. <laughs> well, you feel good? Anything else we didn't? No, this feels great. Uh, thank you so much. This has been, uh, for me, this is a delight because I love to share uh, my personal story. I'm I so love you, I'm to... so glad you opened up. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to uh, have the space to do that. I love to share stuff about the coalition. I love to share. I just love to share. So this has been, I just talking to uh, a friend is just nice. So thanks. Talk to your friends. Talk to, you, talk to your friends. Be on the podcast if you want. Yeah. Um, well, great. We'll have to have you back on. Anytime. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how to like end it, so we'll just probably end it. Okay. Right. Now. Right now. No, here. Right now. Yeah. Here. Okay, bye. to my hotels. This don't go well with those Estas. Gotta stay fresh, ma. Ma. Don't shout with a rest by. Oh no, ma. Please respect my Jiggy. This is probably purple label or that BBC shit on. It's probably tailored. And y'all niggas acting way too tough. Throw on a suit, get it, tape it up. And let's just change Fresh to death, water from the projects And I'ma take you to the top of the globe Let's go Let's change now Let's go